Coming to you live from the heart of America's podcasting, we're about to have an address from one of the heads of the Intellectual Saviors, Michael. Uh, with me here over here is Chuck. How you doing over there, Chuck? I'm doing fabulous. Oh, fantastic, Chuck. I think the Intellectual Saviors podcast has been on the up and up, despite the fact that Boggs hasn't sung a song in forever. Top five, top five. That fucking douchebag. What a fucking cunt. However, they have had an onslaught of fantastic interviews, and they have some wonderful ones lined up for later in the year. But we'll have to see. Oh, oh, I, I think I think it's about to start. Okay, Chuck? All right. Here we go. <laughs> Thank you all very much. Thank you. Ginger Bear, Boggs, members of the global community, and my fellow podcasters, tonight I am proud to say that our listenership has nearly tripled over the past year. In addition, our social media has expanded fourfold over that same time. Although we have yet to receive any nude photographs through our email, which is intelsaviors at gmail.com, in case you're wondering. However, tonight I sat in front of this microphone to speak on behalf of those impoverished, downtrodden, and powerless among us, with one voice to the people that we represent. It is you, our listeners, who make the state of this podcast strong. One-twentieth of a score, and about seven months ago, our members brought forth onto the internet a new kind of podcast, conceived in liberty, with an assist from beer, and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. I say it to you today, my friends, so even though we face the difficulties of today and tomorrow, I still have a dream. It is a dream deeply rooted in progression and acceptance of all. I hear it loud and clear from our listeners when they say, Intellectual saviors, tear down this wall of regression, politics, and religious fanaticism. And so, my fellow listeners, I say to you, ask not what this podcast can do for you. Ask what you can do for this podcast. My fellow citizens of the world, ask not what this podcast will do for you, but what together we can do for the freedom of man. This podcast is not just one small step for man, but one giant leap for mankind. 
Furthermore, the only thing we have to fear is Boggs editing our audio. But even echoes and poor slicing are a small price to pay for the enlightenment that we bestow upon the masses. We shall continue to point out the many injustices that are perpetrated upon those without the power to stand up for themselves. We shall call out a political system that uses the ward of myth to govern over the wards of the people they truly represent. And we shall continue to make dick and fart jokes. Science bless you, and may science bless the non-ignorant of the world. Introducing the award-list winning podcast, it's the Intellectual Saviors, with your hosts, the Pedo. You win, congrats, slut. These feet move straight the Ginger Bear. The Penis Panic. And the Pivot Man. I got it up there and I don't even think it broke. They haven't won any awards, but they've won your hearts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Intellectual Saviors. Hope you enjoyed that fantastic opener there. Production value very high. By our buddy over here, Michael. That was an extremely hard speech for me to write. I just want you guys to know that. Yeah. I spent a lot of time on it. You know, all original. You know yeah. All Damn original. Damn it! <laughs> Never mind. What? I was going to say that that speech screams originality. It did. Hey, the man. The word I kept thinking was. Original, but you fuck it then fuck it up. So, so I'm sorry. Fuck it then it up. Fuck it then um. Sorry about that. So Boggs is a trooper. He's fighting through. He's got um, the diarrheas. He's squirting shit in his drawers as we speak. And it's a very uh, explosive case, <laughs> one would say. I don't feel well. The beer did not help either, by the way. Uh, I'm pretty sure it didn't. It's helping me. So I'm gonna have another one and make this. It explosive. can be a diuretic. <laughs> I should have thought of that. You know, um, too late now. That's what it is. I'm gonna destroy myself now. Fuck we, that. I'm not we never that. talk sports on this show. Before we get going though, tomorrow's the Super Bowl, so I think we should all do our predictions now before we start the show. So ah, we can... damn it! That would have been a good one for the uh, little stupid opening that me and Fox did. Yeah. I would have said, uh, even though the Super Bowl's on tomorrow, I think they're gonna get point zero 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 one percent of their audience. <laughs> <laughs> very possible only in crazy right wing well (laughs) i remember ava told me she'd have sex with me if the seahawks win so i'm going seahawks okay first of all i doubt she wants that spread over the fucking show (laughs) ha spread Mm. oh sorry it's not true anyway so no you're just making shit up over there yeah i actually don't think the seahawks are gonna win though Uh, i am going broncos but i want the seahawks to win See, the I'm the opposite. Win. I'm going Seahawks, but I want the Broncos to win. Hmm. Really, I don't. I don't give a shit about either team. I just really hate Pete Carroll. I think he's a douche. Hmm. 
I just fucking. I kind of want Peyton Manning to win a Super Bowl so we can finally say, Eli, you actually do. No, this would be his second one. And then we can finally say, yeah, Eli, you're really lucky. You had a great defensive front four. And I think that's another. No, I think after this year, everybody knows that Eli's the lesser. He's he's awful. Because even in the bad years, like, well, besides for like his early years, Peyton was still fucking phenomenal. Regardless, well, that, to me, I mean, with the exception of like his first three years. To me, that's that, more proof golden. that there is no God, that Eli Manning has two fucking Super Bowl <laughs> rings. You know what I mean? Kind of, yeah. Hey, come on, That now. fucking mouth breather. Oh, my God, dude. The, him and his brother are fucking the dumb face twins. Jesus fucking Christ. Yes. <laughs> that's a mistake. <laughs> God damn it. And you're not even going to play a song for us again tonight, huh? Nope. Yeah. No song. That's why I had to call you out. Jesus Christ. On on which one? On the... The little stupid opening thing where you just went, oh. yeah! Oh. I told everybody on Twitter that this was going to be a very important episode for you, Boggs, because we're going to discuss sexual education. You're going <laughs> to oh, okay. finally become a man. <laughs> going to Got to talk about the birds and the bees. Have our birds and bees talk with Boggs. Okay, Boggs. Mommy and Daddy have a little discussion for you. Okay, which one of us is Mommy? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Probably Eric. What? No offense, but you're just... You're more... Soft? Than what? Michael is? I don't even know what that means. What the fuck does that even mean? I don't know. I'll take seems it. Like... I'll take it, though, but I don't know what it means. <laughs> <laughs> just seems like Michael's a little more aggressive and... Between I typical. hold the fuck I was up, like, what? dude. Between the two of us, he's the more aggressive one. <laughs> no. Socially, not politically. You're Just obviously a rager, but dude, please, women can rage. Please. That's an assumption that women can't rage, and that's bullshit. I don't even understand. Women that. can be just as bitchy and fucked up as men. Uh, Fucking bitchy. Say more so. I would say that, but I don't believe that, of course. So I won't say sure. that. <laughs> They want equality? Okay, great. We'll give them equality. You're just as much of a douche mm. as men. I, okay. I don't even know where to fucking start. I got a lot of fun stuff. Or I don't. It's not fun, but I got a lot of stuff. Yeah? Do you have anything, Bob? Because you never have anything since you're not playing. I expect... I have, I have something for the topic. So you are going to fucking do something? Just for the topic. Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. Would you like some stories? Is that what you're going for? You um, some fucking life stories on motherfucking bongs real quick? Is that what you want? Well, we can do I, the Mel Brooks thing. I'll just fucking f- fucking make fun of everybody. You want that? You want that, you fucker? What do you want me to say, kay. Michael? Well, I have a couple of fun stories. I do want to point out this is what we get from Boggs when he doesn't play the guitar. <clears throat> yeah. This is why we need him playing. Yeah. Uh, so I know you've talked about GMOs before. Fuck GMOs. Uh, what does that stand for? Does anybody remember? Genetically modified organisms. Yay. Fuck them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so, uh, developed in Britain, there is now a large-scale production that is now underway in Canada for the first 1,200 liters of what? Anybody know this? No, I haven't seen this. GMO story. marijuana. It's purple tomato juice. Let's feed that to the CEOs and then rape them. The genetically modified tomatoes. Can we go through one show without rape being brought up? <laughs> Seriously? Are purple up, as a result of a transfer of a gene from a snapdragon plant. Um, apparently, there are potential health benefits oh, cool. from the dark pigmented tomatoes because they contain a... Uh, 
a chemical called I I'm gonna destroy the shit out of this anthocyanin. Sounds good to me. Um, and they ha- it, uh, blueberries and a lot of the dark colored fruit have this same chemical. Does it help and, with diarrhea? And well, I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but. Damn it. I get the squirts. So I guess this is like scientists' way of uh, being nutritionists without actually changing your diet. Because they're saying like, well, with these healthier, better tomatoes that have more nutritional value, a pizza will be then better if using this tomato for its pizza sauce. Make sense? Mm-hmm. I still just think that we need to kill off about two or three billion people. Yeah. It'll happen eventually. I mean, either we're going to run out of fresh water or oil, and either one of those is going to take out at least so half of the population. Look for look for this purple tomato juice coming to a shelf people. near you. You know what we can gather from what Eric's talking GMO about? GMO label on it. Fuck people. <laughs> if that ever becomes legal. Yeah, it's healthier until it gives you fucking cancer. I don't know if you guys saw this, but I thought this was interesting. Uh, Representative Rush Holt, he's a Democrat from New Jersey, introduced a resolution to celebrate the anniversary of the birth of Charles Darwin because he said, of course, it'll help recognize the importance of science and the betterment of humanity. And um, what it'll do is, like, I guess Darwin's birthday was February 12th, so it'll turn February 12th into Darwin Day, you know, which is actually, they say, a tradition that was started by the American Humanist Association. And the uh, spokesman for them said that, uh, quote, we're pleased to join Rep. Holt uh, again in support of the congressional resolution honoring Darwin's contributions to science and humanity. Uh, too many people are being influenced by a dangerous creationism and so-called intelligent, de- you fucking guys, design movement. He, he drank out of a beer that I wanted, <laughs> and then he wants me to drink it. I don't know what the fuck you have. I don't know if this fucking shit thing that you have is contagious. This alcoholism is tearing the show apart. God damn it. Anyway, so he said that... Uh, <laughs> if we're going to live together, you've got to fucking carry your weight. What, here like we're going to fucking make out? and <laughs> Who's going to be the mommy then? I just want to say, I didn't say it, dude. Hey, said it. I'm not the one that wrote myself a note to make sure that I knew oh, that I didn't fuck the other one. You right? are going to be the fucking... Well, although... I, in his defense, he did write that he didn't, I didn't fuck, fuck you. you. I never said anything about you fucking me. So, so I don't know what happened. I guess Boggs is the more aggressive one. The, in this the really, the really shitty part about this is I don't remember what happened that night. So, so you wrote yourself a note to tell yourself in the morning. But now that we've brought that point up, maybe I was thinking drunk, like, "Hey, I didn't fuck him. It's not gay." Wait a minute. Mm. Oh my god! What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the humanists are really impressed because the fuck humanists. They say it's time assholes. for others in Congress to stand up for true science as well. So, congrats to our representative uh, Holt for putting that forth. I don't, I'm going to change my stance on humanity. It sucks. Fuck it. That's what I've been yeah, saying. Yeah, pretty for much. A long yeah, time we should now. we should pretty much just all die. So, anybody who's like, I'm for humans, I'm going to be like, I'm going to shoot you in the face. What? No. Yeah. That's that's yeah. the wrong way to no? look at it. Yeah, you're I'm going to do it. Human. Sure. Yeah. That's that's not good. Fuck humans. It's not good. Although I have to agree with him. I've been saying that for some time. Humans are the worst thing on this planet. Yes. <laughs> I mean, they, yes, we are bad, but we have potential to be good if we change. Yeah, 
Yeah, but if we you weren't... have said on this show multiple times, anytime that we have a good idea, the first thing out of our mouth is let's weaponize it. Let's be honest. If humans weren't on this planet, every other animal would be living a peaceful life until no, the that's sun, not true either. Until the sun burned out. Absolutely and, not. Well, I mean, I know there's the nature food chain is and violent. Stuff. And oh no, it's no, no, reactive no, 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 no. I, I understand that, but what I'm saying is it's chaotic. They kill each other for food. It's the food chain purposes. We just wipe everything out because. Well, we need to build a house on this land, or we need to frack the fuck out of this area. Uh, don't worry about that Arctic preserve. Oh no, I you know agree. I mean? With, it's a, with it's our a mental capacity, we have definitely um, taken it one step further for yeah. sure. No, as we're far terrible. as the destruction that we we're not a balanced around. race at all. We're terrible, and no. Boggs is proof that we are off. But there. I'm saying that we have, we do have potential. We can elevate above it. We just have to recognize it I and disagree. want to do it. That's fuck right. Better, I don't care about your race anymore. <laughs> you better, That's a joke. Better I don't care about any of that shit. I think human beings are just fucking the worst thing ever. And anyway, you know what else is proof that the end of the times are coming? <clears throat> I saw this thing here where... Wow, uh, are you Christian? I was you about to say... <laughs> Fuck Christians. They're fucking wrong and stupid. No, because let's face what? it. You want to wipe out God, half the population. Did, did we switch roles or something? No, I'm just... Do I need to play guitar, man? I, and you need to be ginger bear <laughs> tonight? I, yeah, no. <laughs> when I'm sick like this, I don't give a shit about anybody. I just no want everybody to doubt. die. You're just fucking, fucking kill me and then fucking just send a nuke somewhere and fucking mm. kill everybody. Holy shit. The All right. world to know. Oh, sorry. <laughs> My white people I saw problem this. is I turn homicidal when I get diarrhea. According to what national statistics, I don't know, but German, uh, for the seventh year in a row, uh, domestic sales of uh, beer are down. The Germans aren't drinking as much beer. Oh, shit. What are you doing over there? In other European countries... I'm German, so what the fuck? Other countries within the European Union, their sales are down 8.6%. But luckily, the Americans, we are taking back that. Ours is up over 8%, so we're counterbalancing. So we're drinking more. Whoa, 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 whoa. Time out, Just beer? Yeah, just beer consumption. I'm going to attribute that to the boom in microbreweries. I actually agree. They said that it's a welcome, encouraging trend. The Germans say this: that the uh, rising sales in the United States and China, and uh, you know, are taking over for the because fact that they're losing. I have a great idea to kill China. Are you ready? Oh my God! Ethyl alcohol additions to beer. Send it over there. But anyway, something less dumb. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm I'm not in a good. But I, I I honestly believe that it's the microbrewers that are pushing that charge because honestly when you think about it like because back in the day like i was one of the only motherfuckers that drank anything other than domestics around me and now it seems like it's really hard to find somebody who likes bud light people are well no 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 there's still a shitload of them don't get me wrong but i'm finding more and more people that i come across that are actually into beer and know their beers well, that's kind of like... And want good beer. They don't want that bottom-fermenting cheap shit that's made oh, with man. rice. We should totally shout out to Jessica for that matter. You remember her? Yes, I remember her. I remember all the sa- things you said about her, too. Bugs. Wow, dude, really? That's not at oh, all yeah. true. Anyway, like, like we were talking yeah. about... We were talking about before, you know, these corporations and shit. You know, how they girl, fucking dude. get their brand in someone. That's the same thing with, die. like, fucking Miller Lite. Oh, yeah. Anheuser-Busch is the worst of them all. My dad drank Budweiser growing up. So when I first started drinking beer, I drank Budweiser because mm. that's what I was around. And then I went to Germany and lived over there for a couple of years. And I fell in love with their shit. And, of course, I come back here. 
I don't you know, drink like, it oh. <laughs> because if I go to the liquor store, I got to pay twice as much for it. I'm a cheap well, fuck. But well, and here here's a little insight into how those uh, big the big three is what they're called. Even though Miller Coors are now the same company, so yep. the big two is more like it. But this is how they operate. So if you own a bar and you you get the 24 packs, that's what they always come in. Um, there, Anheuser Busch is the big culprit. They're going to come in these loose cases. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to have like the little six packs with the handles, uh, which make them easy for transport whenever you're restocking your bar. Uh, now, if you request those, you're denied. They'll say no. And the reason is, is because it's more expensive for them to divvy out the six packs with the handles than the 24 case loose. Hmm. So it, to them, it is literally all about the money. They don't give a shit about the quality. They might, yeah, they're going to tout that in their advertising. Oh, it's triple hot brood. Oh, less tasty, more filling. Oh, the coldness of the Rockies. It's you want to know why it has to be so cold? Because if it was anywhere close to room temperature, it would taste like shit. <laughs> that's, that's why. That's, you take a good microbrewed beer, bring it up to room temperature, it's going to taste fine. And it's going to be delicious. That's true. Because in Germany, a lot of times we'd buy the bottles of beer and stuff and we just leave them out. You don't even put them in the yeah, fridge. You drink matter. them at room temperature. Right. It doesn't matter because they're, they're made of good quality ingredients yep. and they taste great no matter oh, what. Oh, yeah. It's so much better. But the, the, the cheap shit, dude, you can tell. It gets up to room temperature. It's fucking gross like yep but anyway enough of that well also isn't that just a dumb selling point look our our label tells you how cold the beer is who gives a shit it needs to be ice cold so it coats your esophagus and you can't actually taste the shit yeah (laughs) freezes it (laughs) to be fair to them though um there are a lot of people who just get drunk for the sake of getting drunk oh no no i don't know i know and then there's also like it's it's ex- I've tried. It's extremely hard to do a craft brew that's like six percent uh, alcohol, um, playing you know drinking games. It's fucking hard. Like I can't imagine playing beer pong with a really high gravity beer. That would suck so hard because <laughs> you get drunk so damn fast, or any other drinking game for that matter. So I mean, I can see that they do have their place. We need to do a show on microbrews. You need to get a hold of uh, someone at Roar and have them come on with this bogs. Write that down. Put that on your list of people to contact. <laughs> Got it. Got it. <laughs> I'm all over that. That's my new fucking shtick. <laughs> Actually, the irony is Write that down. the irony is I'm probably going to get a contact at Roar. Dude, we could do that. So because I'm gonna get a gig there. Oh yeah. There mm-hmm. we go. That'd be pretty sweet. I have three gigs lined up. I'm gonna get a gig at Roar, uh, Lola's, and off Sixth Street. And, Lola's, yeah. Uh, there's one more, the Grotto. Out of university. I don't know, Grado. But I know Lola's. The reason why, by the way, this is the coolest shit ever. One of my... Uh, uh, the guy who runs <clears throat> the uh, booking agency that does both of those gigs, the Grado and... Uh, fuck, Lola's, is the same guy, and I know that guy. So I was like, hey, man. Okay, so... Here's since, my cover band, and we do 90s night. I was going to say, since you won't fucking perform on the show, we'll have to... We'll have to roll out to that and watch and videotape it, and we can throw it up on YouTube, so we'll have something on there. Oh, definitely. <laughs> God, um, we'll probably it. tape the first gig we do. I would, I would think, anyway. So I know the last thing that I talked about was uh, GMOs, which was harking back to uh, an old episode. <laughs> Fuck carrots. I have another oh thing harking back to an old episode. <laughs> Fuck old episodes. God damn it. Um, this is about Fukushima. 
Fuck Fukushima. I was trying to what? make up. Fukushima. Fuck you, Shima. That's that's a good one, right? It's a pun. It's a pun. Just fucking go on. So we all uh, we all remember our episode. You're such a meltdown, Fukushima. Um, apparently there's an independent study that's uh, <laughs> come out <clears throat> recently, and they're talking about a plight of over 100,000 evacuees um, whose lives have been in limbo ever since. Mind you, Fukushima happened like three years ago. Oh, my God. Um, and they sure still did. have not received proper compensation, either from their government or the corporation responsible for the accident. 100,000 so, people who have just been fucked in the ass by a terrible nuclear reactor meltdown. And nobody's helped them out. Not their government, nor the corporation. Do you remember when I said earlier, fuck people and we should all die and two billion of us should just die? Remember that? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, not well. It depends. I like we're, we're terrible to ourselves, much the, less not the rest of the environment. Cute little almond-eyed Japanese girls, though. We need to keep them around. Yeah, like they displaced all those people. You know, they moved them out. They're like, oh, we'll do the cleanup, and you'll be able to move back in. I think originally it was like a fifty or sixty mile radius, and then it expanded to like a hundred mile radius. And now they're like, yeah, you guys can't ever come back. <laughs> Just yeah. stay away. <clears throat> And, I mean, th- this whole independent study goes into uh, everything as far as, like, the contamination into the ocean and it reaching U.S. waters and all nah, that stuff. No, it's fine. It'll be diluted. And, um, TEPCO said it'll dilute. There are detectable traces of uh, radio... that argument? There are detectable traces of radioactive isotopes that have been found in U.S. waters. Mm-hmm. I'm near San Francisco, um, I think. Some guy had a... They are at low levels... But, I mean, that doesn't mean shit because there's no such thing as completely safe, you know, when it comes to radiation. I know I'm going to get the... No radiation is low enough to be 100% safe. Yeah, I know I'll get the numbers (laughs) wrong on this, but I think there's like... When they get the Geiger counters out or whatever they use, there's supposed to be like... Just in nature itself, there's always like 30 or 40... What is it? Something joules. I can't remember the exact term for it. But um, like a guy in California, he was taking his out and stuff, going down by the beach, and it's hitting close to 100. I mean, it's almost three times as much, you know, in certain parts of... I think it was up near San Francisco where he was doing it, and he videotaped it, put on YouTube, or it went fucking ape shit, you know? Yeah, and, and I mean, it's not... It hasn't caused any, like, mass deaths as far as they know, as far as wildlife in the ocean. Yeah. But as far as they know. But after all, yeah. the, the ocean is a big motherfucker. We, especially <laughs> closer to Japan, there's no way that couldn't have killed things. And as a... Uh, on a massive scale. But well, it has to pass through Hawaii to get here. I can't imagine. it. I wonder if they're doing any studies in Hawaii now to check on that. Probably. I, need to I would imagine that. that there are some independent people out there. Uh, but, I mean, I- anybody who knows anything about the ocean who spends time around it, I mean, the ocean is freaking massive and there's so much space that it's hard to really cover it all and to know exactly what's going on as far as yeah. wildlife. Like any oceanographer has a really hard time tracking stuff because it's just a <clears throat> massive amount of space and, you know, depth, of course. Uh, and really, I mean, I- anybody who's a fisherman of the ocean knows that it can be fun. It's a nice playground, but if you don't respect it, it can kick your ass and kill you. So, yeah, I've read some reports where they were talking about, like... Um, it's not something that we need to fuck with, is what I'm trying to say. The, the fisheries <laughs> and stuff off the West Coast, you know, they've been checking, like, some of the, the fish and stuff yeah. they've been getting, and they're seeing much higher levels of the... Oh, no, it's only going to get worse the longer and longer this bullshit goes on because they still don't have that motherfucker <clears throat> under control. Yeah, because like I said, Tipco well, said it's How do you control it now? now? Like, 
you can't you want to just like soak up the whole Pacific. You can't. That's the thing. It's the, that's the what it would done. take at this point. Like no, you're, I mean, everything, there. and that's going to be years and years and years before that's. Done. Uh, dude, it'll never clean. I was about to say it's not gonna. Yeah, it, it won't and, happen. I mean, I mean look at look the, at Chernobyl, which was uh, I mean about twenty seven years. It was ago. on land. Yeah, they never reached the sea. Yeah, they and still, they still can't do shit. You can't get around there. They're still having contamination no, that, coming from more it. than that. Think about this. How long will it take before it reaches the Atlantic? Because it can just go around the entire. It probably already has at some to some extent. I would think so. Well, because like some that, of those that's, uh, that's jet permanent. streams are fucking. But the thing yeah. is, it's like you're talking about the wildlife. Even if the water source, let's say, doesn't get there, it's still contaminating all those fish within it, and they're and they migrate. And yeah, they, and they migrate. So I mean, it's get eaten by the stuff and then yeah, eaten I mean, by us and. I mean, granted, by the time it gets here, it has, I mean, not to stick up for TEPCO because it's completely full shit, but it has diluted enough. Like, even I was saying, you know, that that guy was seeing it like three times higher. Even at that rate, it's not like dangerous. I mean, it's not good for you, of course. I mean, it's yeah. above natural standards. Yeah, that's but. what I'm saying. Like, it's it's not necessarily like super harmful, yeah. but really it's not safe because safe is none. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, nature in nature, yeah. there's always going to be a certain percentage, but it's so minute. It doesn't like, what, well, I, I, even if it's minute, the, the idea is still, you know, we're trying to be precise and yeah. in being precise, it's kind of like no one wants a fish on their plate that they're like, yeah. And it has a safe level of radioactive isotopes. Oh yeah. No one I, wants I to love hear that fucking shit. sushi. Oh, but me too. Every time I go to the sushi bar, I, I think twice. I'm like, uh, should I really? Mm, yeah. Nah. Tuna's delicious, Fuck but that. gonna I'm fucking pass. <laughs> I know, dude. I need to start hoarding it now because in another year or two, it'll be just you only want to touch it. I mean, I always want to, you know, touch some tuna, but you know what I'm saying. You feel me, dog? Michael, you're the first human that needs to die. <clears throat> wow. I won't be the first. That was really tough. Yeah, I think like it's the, the dick of the week. It should probably be me. Just, <laughs> just cut, cut your mic. Just cut you off, didn't I, fucker? <laughs> now, <laughs> there's always a lot of assholes out there that say a lot of things every week. And I know if you guys watch State of Union, you probably done it. It inspired me, of course. That's why I had to get mine, but. Uh, a lot of guys, a lot of representatives are tweeting shit, calling like Obama commandant in chief and different things before the thing. Oh God! There's a one representative from New York, Republican, threatened to throw a reporter off a fucking balcony because he said something to him. Oh like. no 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 no! He didn't. He he claimed to or no? No, he he, he said it because they got it on tape. No, I thought it was like rip him in half or something. Yeah, he he threatened to throw him off the balcony and break him in half like okay. a, a boy. That's what I heard. I heard the break him in half part. <laughs> so. All good candidates, of course. They're total dicks. Yeah, but yeah. I wanted to take it away from the federal level. Let's go down to the state level where things really matter. And in Oklahoma, of course, we all know that you know they said that banning gay marriage was unconstitutional. So there's the fight going on in Oklahoma now. Um, so Mike Turner, who's a representative from Edmond, Oklahoma, decided that he's going to put forth a bill that prevents all marriage in Oklahoma until this gets settled. Because... If the gays can get married, we're not going to have that. So if, you know, what's the best thing to do? Well, we don't want to get them to get married. So let's just make all marriage illegal. <laughs> so he put forth the bill to attempt to keep uh, the same-sex marriage, you know, in Oklahoma from being presented because it would be unconstitutional if they tried to just ban it because they've already had the court case go through. Yeah. Um, 
So, like, what they said to him is one of the news reporters asked him if it would be realistic for the state of Oklahoma to say, you know, we're not going to do marriage, period. And he said that uh, it's definitely a realistic opportunity, and it's something that would be part of a discussion. So he's very serious about this. So Mike Mike Turner there from Oklahoma. I just think that's – is that the most ridiculous thing? It's like, oh. So we uh, can't get rid of this. So let's get rid of it all. Yeah. So it's unconstitutional <laughs> to not let the gays get married? Oh, so we have to let them? Well, let's just get rid of marriage then. I agree with him 100%. Fuck marriage. I, <laughs> fuck marriage. I, I hope he, fuck marriage. It is I am on I am on board with Eric. This is a religious institution. It doesn't mean shit. But it's it has not no though. bearing on anything. But at that's all. not true. It is marriage, a form it, of discrimination. No. They discriminate you on taxes. They just they tax you no, differently no, 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 based no. on who you fuck. Dude, I totally understand what you're saying, but it's not a religion. Fuck marriage. Marriage isn't religious though. Marriage was fuck around before people. religion. Fuck the stupid ring. I'm saying the way that, the holes. way that we perceive it in a society yes. now, yes. it's a religious thing. But it wasn't. Marriage was around you before religion was. By the way, I was really uncomfortable in my divorce hearing where they put my hand on a Bible and said, "Do you swear to tell the truth?" And all blah blah. You like, should have said no, dude. No, I tell them. It, honestly, if I was in a courtroom and they told me, I'd be like, "No, I'll tell my own damn truth. You can go fuck off." I mean, I wouldn't say it like that, but yeah, that's the quickest way for the judge to say, All right, "Well, you're going to spend the night in jail." I'd put my <laughs> hand on the Bible and say, "Then I'd lie my ass off." No, I'd say like, I'd be like "I'm not going to believe in that shit." I'm so. not going to swear on a book that has more contradictions than I do. No shit. No shit. Go kiss a- my ass. Yeah. By the way, I loved that <laughs> interview last time because of what he said about uh, the Book of Matthew. Oh, this is, this is way off topic, but I do want to bring this up. That is such a key verse because everybody who's like, "Oh well." We're Christians, so it's the New Testament that we care about. It's all about what Jesus said. And it's like, okay, great. Jesus yeah. said that the Old Testament applies. Yeah. That is good because I, I'm not a Bible historian. I've read parts of it, you know, and I did Bible school. We have went through this when I was a kid. I was forced to do it. But it's it's. I love having it. He was, I mean, he, that dude's a smart guy. I mean, he knows the Bible. There's no Boggs doubt about it. Boggs is referencing our uh, last podcast where we Author, interviewed. Yeah, uh, Michael Sherwood. I am Christ. Sherlock. 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 God Sherlock, damn it. Asshole. My Fuck bad. you, Michael. Sorry. Jesus. Sorry. Fuck you, At least two Michael. of us have our Sorry. fucking shit together. Sorry. Thank you, Eric. Well, that just ruins it. Now, <laughs> now he's not going to quit. Now he's not going to come back on. Be no, like, he'll come back. don't even fucking know my name. What the well, fuck? Okay, you know not, what? Not to like down shot him or that anything, was a but horrible I, I seriously doubt he's listening to this podcast nah he listened to his no nah, he's he so, had to have listened to the podcast otherwise podcast. how no this specific one. Oh, well no I, i'm pretty sure he does a little bit well, we'll see i think Maybe I put, he calls me and it's like you're a dick because i mean <laughs> if i'm not mistaken like he contacted contacted us his that, publicist did yeah because so, she knows talent when she sees it <laughs> she's like that's a show he needs to be on so i mean you know it's not like we were reaching out and be like, hey, man, come do an interview, man. We'll suck your dick, man. Boggs would. Can I point something out? Because I wanted to bring this up, and I'm so Why? glad that this what? came what the- up. <laughs> not about you sucking dick. Not about that. But if anybody listened to the last episode, I think they realized there's like that five-minute part before the interview even started that got left on the podcast that really shouldn't have Boggs. Um, right. Where we're chit-chatting and stuff. I want to point out, because no one's going to understand that they're going to be listening to it and say, what the fuck are they even talking about? Here's the little joke. If you guys listen to the episode where we had the spokesman on for the uh, Satanic Temple, Lucian Greaves, which you should go listen to right now. I mean, after you listen to this. Um, we use Eric's Skype account, 
and me and Boggs are playing fun because Eric wasn't there. So we changed. I wasn't there, so I had to give them my password. And of course, you know, you have an icon on Skype, and we changed it to a woman with her legs spread wide open. It was a. Uh, it was very wrong of us. We shouldn't have done it. And of course, so <laughs> it was so badass, though. So I love that picture, by the way. Eric changed his password, and he supposedly changed the picture. I th- thought I did. Hey, man, it's it's Boggs' fault. Cause it I is not my fault. And you, fuck you, you asshole. Because the first thing out of your mouth today <laughs> when was. you came over was, it is completely Eric's fault. You cunt. You fucking cunt. It really was. You should have changed you, it. Eric. What the hell's wrong with you, Eric? I did fucking change it. <laughs> so It's you all's fucking fault for changing it and being funny. It was funny. So It was hilarious, and it's worth whatever bullshit you have. So we have Michael Sherlock on last week and we're scrambling because Eric changed his password along with the picture supposedly. So we're freaking out going to hysterics because we're supposed to have this dude on a certain time. So we're going back and forth with Eric trying to get set up. So we finally get the, the Skype set up. Bog signs on. We see, um, Michael Sherlock on there already waiting for us. So Boggs goes to do the call. And as soon as he hits a button to call it, the big fucking icon pops up at this fucking woman with her fucking vag right in her face. <laughs> so Boggs goes into panic mode and he's sitting there just fucking hitting, <laughs> you know, stop call, stop call. Boggs, tell him what uh, Sherwood wrote back so, to us. Yeah, I'm like, in the middle of that, I'm just like, I look up and it's this woman's pussy just spread open. I'm like, oh, fucking shit. So I'm like hitting the end call. And then I'm like, okay, did he see it? Did he see it? Okay, he didn't see it. And then like we're doing other things, and then I look back, and his message back is, nice picture. Is that your good side? So, <laughs> so he thought that Eric had a massive, gaping, awesome vagina. Ugh. Eric's vagina can't be that nice. And so anyway, so we went through that. Know, so when you I didn't see the picture, when you start listening showed, to you know, the episode, and we're like apologizing to him for the vulgarity. Women. The, yeah, they just saw. That that's what we were talking about because we never explained it because I really wanted Boggs to hold that audio for this week so we could kind of explain the story and then play it because I thought it'd be funny but Boggs yeah, fucking Boggs ruins everything. Fucking threw it right up. Oh fucking Boggs, you destroy your fucking story. Are you anyway. kidding me, dude? That meant that people went a week on. What the fuck are they talking about? That's true. Now they're listening to this and they didn't listen last week. You have to go back and listen last ah, week. So you know that's how we about. get you. Before uh, we go into the topic. Fuck us, we're salespeople. Um, okay. Uh, I got another wonderful Republican to talk about. Here we go. It's wonderful. Uh, I'm gonna check she's... out. No, someone's got the shits. Dude, this is a great story. You're gonna miss it. I know, but I have to pee, and I also yeah, need an yeah. emergency oh, takeaway. Uh, this is Alaskan <laughs> GOP candidate for the U.S. Senate, Kathleen Tone. Have you heard of her? No, I haven't. So she recently posted a video on YouTube. Oh my. Um. Where she is apparently trying to um, message a unsaved woman, okay, in a local steam room, whatever the fuck that is. I mean, you know, it's one of those places where you go and they put the cucumbers on your eyes. And now, uh, so she's trying to communicate to this woman in the local steam room, okay, um, and she does it by singing and speaking in tongues. Okay, that's perfectly sane. The reason is, is because it was an effort to confuse Satan. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it makes sense, doesn't it? No. <laughs> Do we have this on YouTube, dude? So, uh, she uh, apparently identified this woman as Susie. That's hard. And she said, Susie doesn't know Jesus Christ as her Savior. So she has allowed me to deliver a message in the Holy Ghost and tongues. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, she explains that delivering a message via tongues uh, by saying speaking in tongues or singing in tongues is a very val- is very valuable because the message cannot be understood by Satan. Okay. <laughs> So I didn't even catch this story. I just got here, and that's the most bullshit I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> even as a Christian, I would have been like, "Dude, you're fucking retarded." That was a quick shit, dude. I didn't actually. I just peed, yeah. and I got a soda. So yeah, <laughs> I, I, apparently this uh, wonderful GOP candidate for U.S. Senate is sending YouTube videos of speaking in tongues to deliver a message it must to be confuse an, Satan. It must be an Alaskan thing because I don't know if you guys remember, but like um, there's a video of Sarah Palin at a church where she was talking about she was with some crazy pastor and they're talking about, you know, getting rid of demons and all this shit. And they were talking about I don't know if they're talking about speaking in tongues, but they're talking about demons and yeah. getting them out. So th- there's a lot of that. It's fucking Alaska. Yes. Yeah, so all suicide, too, because they have the highest suicide rate in the country. Dude, I mean, it's like, but up there, it's like in uh, the Scandinavian countries, the suicide rate's high, where like certain parts of the year, it's like daylight for 20 fucking hours a day or something. I mean, or nighttime for that long. I'd probably be fucking off myself, too. You trying to find it, Eric? Yeah, I'm trying to find it. Although right. I'm misspelling Alaska like crazy. <laughs> While he's doing that, <laughs> um, I'll go ahead. This is... I told Eric I found my favorite story so far in this very young, very, very young year. Um, I don't know why this hasn't been on the news. This is awesome. Two Tea Party members in upstate New York this week entered a guilty plea to federal terrorism-related charges. Um, Eric Fate and Scott Crawford were caught planning to build an X-ray weapon of mass destruction in order to wipe out Muslim Americans, whom they refer to as enemies of Israel. So in October, the two men contacted the Jewish Federation of Northeastern New York and attempted to solicit money so they could build their weapon. Um, Crawford actually identifies himself as a member of the United Northern and Southern Knights of the Ku Klux Klan. And uh, he had telephone conversations with FBI members that he wasn't aware of at the time. Um, He traveled down to North Carolina where he attempted to recruit other Klansmen to be a part of this scheme. This is so great, these two assholes. So Crawford and Fate, what they did is they built a prototype of a remote control device that would be activated. It's a like their death ray. The FBI described the weapon as a radiation-emitting device that could be placed in the back of a van to covertly emit uh, ionizing radi- radiation strong enough to uh, bring about radiation sickness or death against the their enemies, of course, the Muslims. It said the two had also chosen a mosque as their first target. It said they pleaded guilty to building a weapon of mass destruction to, and uh, charges of conspiracy to provide support and resources, attending that they would be used or in or for preparation of uh, use of mass weapon of mass destruction. Now that I read that, that doesn't make a ton of sense the way they wrote that. <laughs> like, this fucking article sucks. Um, but anyway, it carries a, p- a penalty of up to 15 years. I just love the fact that these two assholes got together and decided they're going to build a fucking death ray to take out Muslims. It's kind of funny, the picture on the How front of it. How are you any it. better than suicide bombers if you're trying to kill people in your country? Well, but they're terrorists of Israel. Oh, sure, sure. And these are, death is death, though, and which, killing is still killing. And I just want to point out that it's a little bit odd that the KKK member <laughs> is trying to take out the Muslims because yeah, he's an enemy they're of, a terrorist. of Israel who aren't Christian. They don't believe in Christ being yeah. the Son of God. 
I'm I'm solely confused. About it. I just I was alerted to the story and I read it, and then the very first thing on the story that made me laugh was the fact that the picture on the front is like um, Star Wars, kind of like satellites at Heaven Space, and then there's a KKK guy standing in front of him. And it says, "Yes, we clan." Uh, <laughs> I just thought it was funny. So those two guys are awesome. All right, let's see. Let's see if we can get this crazy chick and singing in tongues. Hopefully, we don't get an advertising. Here in Anchorage, Alaska, I'm at the Alaska Club West, and I'm spending a little time in the steam room with Susie. Susie doesn't know Jesus Christ as her Savior, but ironically, she has a pastor slash priest who is her neighbor. So she has allowed me to sing and deliver a message to the Holy Ghost for a second. Tongues. I don't have much. Okay. I have heard her say maybe two sentences, and she already sounds batshit fucking crazy. She's got that Sarah Does she Palin sound normal? fucking twang. Yeah, she sounds like that. that article I just read. Dude, she sounds like <laughs> she sounds like um, who's the actress that played that girl in The Shining? The girl that like was like a huge fan of that uh, writer, not The Shining. The uh, I was like, fuck. What's that movie called? Don't do this to us, dude. Fuck! It's a Stephen King, Misery. Misery. Oh, oh, that's um. Remember? Kathy Bates. Yes. Yeah. Doesn't she? She sounds apeshit crazy, right? Well, let's listen on. Battery time left, so I have to go fast, and I wanted to I sing a little do, worship baby. song too. One point of clarification: speaking in tongues or singing in tongues is very valuable because the message cannot be understood by Satan, <laughs> but the Holy Spirit can use that message to bring deliverance, to bring clarity. To give discernment and words of wisdom and knowledge. And tongues is interpreted by a person who has the gift of interpretation. So I'm going to go fast. Father in heaven, bless this message. Bless me and help me to deliver an accurate, clear, and precise word. In Jesus' name, amen. Otherwise, she's holding her hands up to her face like she's sobbing. I have to say, this video sucks because it's she's like actually in the steam room, so you can't really see her because the the fucking camera's all fogged up, so I can't tell if she's hot or not. So I don't know if I want to vote for her. Is she spreading her vagina open? Stop for a second. I have a question. Here's my question for Why both should of you. we stop? Why is it that when you speak in tongues, <laughs> I'm going you insane. always use the same syllables of the English language, even though you're mixing them up and it's not English words? Why aren't you saying things outside of your language? Because that's how your brain has been taught to speak. Hmm. That sounds more scientific than religious. Wouldn't it be more religious if you were using dialect and things that you weren't accustomed to because you're not speaking, quote-unquote, for yourself, right? You're yeah. speaking for what the Lord wants you to speak. So why is the Lord using you to say the same things that you could say otherwise? Wouldn't you think she'd be like, it's, like, hey, you know hey, what would be awesome? Hey, Here's what hey, would be awesome. Listen. You know what I would start listening to? to if they were speaking Satan. in tongues, quote unquote, and she spoke perfect German and she'd never had German ever. She was just like, I'm going to speak in German now. And she started speaking in German. I think you have a case there. Yeah, but you, Satan definitely knows German. I mean, let's face it. They're pretty fucking evil people. So you're saying that Satan could be behind that. See, that's where they get you. 
everything that bad that happened, Satan's behind it, Fox. Yep, Don't true. you know that? All right, I think I'm done with this tongue speaking crazy chick. I don't know. I want to see a picture of her without her fucking face all fogged up. Read a comment. Is there any awesome comments below that? Like, you're fucking insane. Uh, or is it all like, uh, oh, praise Jesus. You're <laughs> such an inspiration to everybody that's Christian. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know, man. I like her. I think if I was up there, I might fucking vote for her for that. Um, we she have really we have some crazy sex, person because um, apparently in the description <laughs> they put that she's a pro-lifer. Well, no shit. And uh, no, yeah, I was somebody commented. They said, "Why does it matter that she's uh, pro-life?" According to uh, Gallup, fifty percent of Americans oh. believe that human life begins in the womb when the heart is beating and brain is functioning. So I don't understand why that's relevant. Yeah, fuck these comments. These people suck. I mean, once you have a brain, I can understand that, but that's kind of like saying, does that mean that... That's not actually what they argue anyway. Don't they argue that it's at conception? I don't know, son. Because they can't not say that. They can't say that it doesn't start at conception and hold a anti-abortion uh, this, this one guy has a nice one that says, uh, the message can't be understood by anyone because you're an idiot. <laughs> 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 what religious folk call singing in tongues, the rest of us call uh, You're insane fucking folk, insane? or yeah. what the rest of us non-insane folk call babbling incoherently. <laughs> uh, the more I drink, the more you're going to get that from me tonight. One, once again, my, my whole point is, why don't you Somebody put, in... oh no, it's Palin 2.0. <laughs> yeah, it is. I told you, man. <laughs> Sounds like there, there's a lot of batshit crazies in this. <laughs> I said that. God damn it. There's a lot. <laughs> Once again, I think it'd be a lot more impressive and religiously satiating if they were, you know, talking in perfect languages that they had no idea how to speak. Now, leading into our topic, I found a story that kind of leads into our topic not because this is when we talk about it we're going to be talking i really don't want to hear about you fucking some broad dude america only sir please this is a professional fucking cast that we're doing here this is a professional fucking cast is that with an apostrophe french education minister vincent pillion threatened wednesday to sanction the parents please sir parents who pull their children out of school after a wave of absenteeism sparked because of a rumor of sex education, they have what they're doing now is all these right wingers. They don't like it in France either. So I'm just saying this isn't just us. We're not the only crazy ones. Um, oh, I know we're not the only crazy ones. So this right wing organization of France has been sending texts and phone calls and stuff. To all these parents saying that their kids are being taught um, that when they are born as boys or girls. They're not really boys or girls that they can choose their own sex. And they're calling this a gender theory. So a lot of the French parents are kind of going into freak out mode. And they're taking their kids out of school one day a month as a protest and stuff. So the education minister said, look, this is bullshit. We're not doing this. It's just it's more it's almost like a homophobia thing, because I think I had a story on this before where Germany now is having a thing where when a child's born, instead of saying that they're male or female, you could call them like, I can't remember the term that they used, but you know, a non-gender child. So instead of putting an M or an F, you know, they put an X on there. So I think 
it's kind of a thing that's going throughout Europe now. So the national school system, they said there's no way they're te- teaching this gender theory, uh, theory fucking nonsense. It teaches equality from all points of view, in particular equality between men and women. And that's it. But it's just funny that, you know, they put this lie out there and then all these parents hear it or see it and they go into freak out mode and they start protesting something that's not even actually true. And I think that's like our subject tonight is going to be sex education. And we're going to talk about that. And of course, abstinence. Isn't that kind of what all like the crazy Christians do? It's like it's not true at all, but they still freak the fuck out and go nuts about it. And I think that's like, most well, of well, them well, are very gullible. Why don't Why don't you read the facts and find it out for yourself, and then make your conclusion instead of I'm, just jumping the gun and saying, "Oh well, so and so said it." So blah, 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 blah. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb here, and make a pretty awful generalization. I'm not much for doing this, but as a person who was enveloped in the church for a long, long time of my youth, they're very gullible. They're, oh, be- they're very gold. You there. know what's even more amazing? It's amazing to me how smart Republicans really are and Christians really are because they tend to they they got them on such a great amount of just like small little witty anecdotes that you're completely enveloped in believing a bunch of lies and you're completely just in denial mode about science and truth yeah one of the smartest people i've ever known he's a christian and i always ask him I'm like why and it's just it, it simply comes down to the fact that that's what he's always been told and it's just so enveloped in his brain and he's been so subjected to it and it's been hammered in that he can't look past it regardless of his intelligence and his intelligence telling him otherwise that's a bunch of shit he can't look past it must not be smart enough then no, his IQ is pretty damn high. Not high enough. Well, that's why they always say with the churches, you know, they try and get the kids early on. Oh, they have to. You, you guys, it's just like smoking cigarettes. I don't know if you guys have seen the documentary <laughs> like Jesus Camp, you know, where they yeah they get all those. I little have, kids. and it was very concerning. Yeah, and, and it that, was concerning because you're telling twelve year olds what adults are doing right now in, in terms of suicide bombing people. Well, but that's but the the thing about it, I think that stood out the most and the big moment in is where they're talking to the the female who runs like the camp that oh, all the kids yeah. go to. And she's it. like, you got to get them young. And she you says it straight out. You've got to get them in here young. And basically we have to get them young so we can brainwash them because they still have the malleable little minds, you know, and we can put our views at points into it. And that's the thing. You get them young, you put that viewpoint in their head. And it's really hard to break it, you know, later in life. It's like I said, you know, it's like, you know, my dad drank a certain beer. I saw it growing up. I drank that beer for a while, you know, or your parent does a certain thing. That's like, called, has that's a called kitty branding. View. And yeah. every company tries to do that. That's why, exactly. that's why people who are like, well, why does Coke still advertise? Why would Coke ever need to advertise? Everyone knows what Coke is. Yeah. It's not, because not your three-year-old. Your three-year-old is going to, to know what Coke is. It's going to know the polar bear little bullshit they had yep. that came out in the 50s. Yep. Oh, your they're three brilliant. Year old, yeah. Your three-year-old will know that when they're eight, and they're going to tell you about that, and you're going to be like, you know, I never really explained that, and it's going to kind of dawn on you that they've been branding your kid for all of these things. Why Why are people in the South, why do we call every single soda Coke? I'll have a Coke. What kind? <laughs> Coke is a fucking Coke. That's what it is. That's a brand. Yeah. But we is, we have established that so well in the South. But that's all there is. That's what uh, you North call every pop. soda. Yeah. yeah. Pop, a pop or soda. At least pop, though. Soda. Pop is a general term. Yeah, yeah. I know, Coke is I know, a specific I know you're term saying. that's being blanketed. I know what you're saying. So, to his point, though, that's what we do that with religion. We do that with all of that. But that's probably what happened to his friend. I mean, it's just complete brainwashing oh, from yeah. an early on it, basis. Without a doubt. I mean, he's totally enveloped in it, and he can't escape it. 
And then you, if he escapes it in his mind, he's going to hell. Eh, <laughs> well, teach his own, right? What a threat. I love that. We use threats. So anyway. I don't know even how we should start this. I know it's going to I know it's going to turn into. I know. Or as I like to call it, sexual education. Hmm. It is sexual. Um, Let me go first so I can go to the bathroom. I think it's important <laughs> to lay some groundwork as far as stats. Uh, before we get into the gambit of it all. So, there has been a decline in uh, teen pregnancy rates. I don't know if you guys are aware of that. Is this U.S. stats? Yeah, they've yes. fall, fallen okay. to record lows. Yes. Um, Good. The stats that I have are a little dated, but even still. So, well, the, um, la- the last, just to point out, because I don't know where yours come from, but the last time they did an evaluation on this was 2008. Okay. Yeah, that, that's pretty. I think the furthest mine goes is 2009. Okay. Um, so, the steady decline of uh, pregnancy amongst young women. Um, in 1990, there were 117 pregnancies per 1,000 women aged 15 to 19. And then in 2008, there were 68 per 1,000. It's a pretty significant decrease. Uh, the majority, um, 86%, were... Um, I'm sorry, 82% were unintended, obviously. Tell me about it. <laughs> and uh, 59% end the birth or more than one quarter end in abortion. So either they do it by their own means or loss of the child or whatever, or by abortion. Um, now, in 2009, there were 39.1 births per 1,000 women. Uh, and that's a, a historic low uh, since they've been doing it. It's the 37% decline since its peak rate at 61.8 in 1991. Um, only 13% of U.S. teens have had sex by the age of 15. Most initiate sex in their later years. Uh, by 19, uh, 7 and 10, this is uh, men and women, have had intercourse. So obviously in the later teens, uh, either by the admission of going off to college or whatever, thinking that they're more mature to handle it, uh, more of them have sex. I have a question for both of you on the note of that. Just while we're talking about at 19, were either of you having sex? Yes. Do you feel like you were ready? No. Uh, I felt pretty damn ready while I was doing it. Okay. I tell you, I mean, as far as, um, Everything that it came with, as far as like within the relationship, absolutely fucking not. Obviously, anyone. But the act itself, hell yeah, I was totally ready. I don't think that any <laughs> any male at nineteen is not ready for that, unless you don't have a penis. But but that's but as, what I was saying, as far like, as the baggage and everything that you get within the relationship, it, no, not I was not prepared I for that either, shit at man. all. I was I was, I was much sex. more prepared prepared about protection and being safe and all that than I was about the all the emotional baggage. It. That I was going to get from uh, my girlfriend. You had no idea it was coming, did you? Hell no. Dude. Blindside. Pow. Even like, what like, the fuck is it? Where is this coming from? Right. Even now, like, I remember, I think it was, a, I was a senior in high school when I first had sex. And it was with my ex. So, that was awkward. This is great. This is a great talk we're having. Um, <laughs> but I, I, can, 
I can remember good talks, memories. Yeah, I can remember talks that I've had with her before where we were like, you know, we were like way, way too young to do this kind of shit. Mm-hmm. So I wish I would have started earlier. I think now, I was 16 and damn, I think son. I should have started when I was like 12. Some of the because uh, I haven't had any in a long time, so it would have even <laughs> some of the more interesting oh, statistics. I actually sympathize with my that. Life is sad. Uh, compared to uh, Canada, in- England, France, and uh, Sweden, uh, U.S. teens have a similar sexual activity, but they're more likely to have a shorter and less consistent sexual relationship, i.e., the baggage, and are less likely to use contraceptives, especially Dude. the pill. Or dual methods, meaning the pill and condom. Um, now, every year, this is the most fun stat, uh, roughly 9 million teens will contract an STI. Mm-hmm. What's the AIDS rate on that? What's HIV rate? Uh, Does it say? I didn't. Mm, I don't have that. Um, I didn't look at any specifics. You know, actually, on that. something about but, the sex ed. But here, here's the kicker: is that among rates in Canada and Western Europe, uh, in the U.S., they are ridiculously high when it comes to chlamydia and gonorrhea. Which, by the way, just so everybody knows, Fun. those are starting. <laughs> those two viruses are starting to beat our medications. Yeah. Yep. I think it's gonorrhea more than the other one, but they're starting to like really find it difficult to get rid of that. So. Well, Kind of going back on the teen pregnancy thing, the numbers I saw on that was they're saying, you know, the reason why it's down is pretty much exclusively because of contraception use. They say according to, um, there's a studies done by this place called the Guttmacher Institute, and they do all these different sexual studies and everything. They're pretty well known. Um, birth control use is up 47% among sexually active teens. And then also uh, condom and hormonal contraception rose 16 to 27% in the last few years. So that's a lot of the reason why you've seen the pregnancy rates come down. But a lot of that is just teens knowing about it and having access to yeah. it. You know, that's a lot of the big issue now. We've heard so much, of course, you know, conservatives want to take away access from grown-ass women with you know, actual fucking health insurance are trying to stymie that. Um, I know we're going to get into the absence and thing. I think we're probably going to just murder that. that that's where we're gearing. And uh, just a fun statistic right there is that many sexually experienced teens, um, 46% males, 33% females, have not received formal introduction about contraception before the first time they had sex. I, the number I saw on that was they said that nationally one in four teens have uh, received abstinence-only education. And with that, like you said, they have no instruction on birth control That's where all. you get those stats. I mean, there's 25% that are educated. Now, not even every state. Like, I was looking this over, and this is from the Guttmacher Institute, too, as well. It's a study they did. Um, only 33 states do uh, mandatory, like, sexual education. Is Texas among them? Because it seems like they should no. be. No. Texas isn't, although I did receive it. Yeah. I did also. Texas, When I was in high school, I had one that... Dude, I received it. I received sexual education in sixth grade. It's not... I think we did that... Honestly, I had my first sex ed class in, like, fifth grade. Because that was, like, when girls started to have periods and stuff. Yeah. So they had to go they, over, like, they hey, did this that. is what you have they to do. They did that in fifth grade with girls. Yeah. And we were all like, "What? The, why the fuck do the girls get this special class? Right. <laughs> now we're all like, oh, but I we think, don't need that special class. I think that the thing about it is just the fact that just a little over half the states do it. And then of the states yeah. that do it, a lot of them have abstinence stressed 
oh, programs. You, so and you're you talking s- about a quarter of those in a half now, of the states are actually before getting... Before you go on, though, I want to point out, though, that abstinence doesn't necessarily have religious connotations to it. Because mm. when I, I'm telling you, when I took the sex ed class that I had, that lady was very secular. But a lot of it was like, hey, I understand listen, that. But most you're of that, not ready for sex. But, like but that the was, their point wasn't that you need to be absolutely But here's forever, the thing like, you is don't that understand how they're replacing the uh, contraception with abstinence. That part that that's, didn't happen for the me. The statistics either. show, because as it says in 2006 to 2008, most teens from 15 to 19 had received some formal instruction about STIs. Uh, which was 93%, um, HIV, 89%, or abstinence, 84%. However, one-third did not receive any formal introduction about contraception, um, and it was a little bit skewed. Uh, males received fewer, which was 62%, versus females, 70%. So you can see this difference between... That's such a discriminatory It fact. is. <laughs> it is the educational system, uh, which is... I, I cannot even stress more that it's touted by the religious right coming in and trying to spread this abstinence. They're doing the same thing that they do with the religion. They're fear mongering kids. They're saying these are the dangers, blah, 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 blah. Meanwhile, they're not telling them how to keep themselves safe because that's the thing. That's the problem. All they see with sexual education is we're educating kids on how they can get away with having sex. That's the way they perceive it. No, they're going to do it. It doesn't matter. Well, I'm just saying the we religious into, right. We'll go into the stats later, but it does not matter. You know, to them, the first thing they think what in their head is... What you tell them, they're going to do it. Yeah. I mean, everybody was a teen at one point. You're horny as shit. All they think of is some woman standing in front of them <laughs> saying, hey, look, here's a condom and a banana. You put it on and you just go, fuck your girlfriend and everything's okay. <laughs> I mean, in their crazy heads, that's what they're thinking. But yeah, the fact that matters... they're speaking in tongues. But sexual education... <laughs> Is so much more. I mean, it's they talk about AIDS. They talk about sexually transmitted diseases. How to teen pregnancy. Oh, yeah. You know what happens. You know it's not. It, there's so much information in there. It's not just about hey, if you're gonna have sex, put a fucking rubber on. I mean, that's all they look at is like, oh, they're trying to train our kids how to go out and fuck each other. You know, without having kids. That's the only way they see it. So it's twofold. First of all, it's them not having children, which is you know we can't spill the seed. Because that's against God's will right off the bat. And plus premarital sex. I mean, there's just so many factors. And like you said, it's the religious rights. They look at it and then it's just, well, how do we solve these problems? Abstinence. That's the only thing we teach. So maybe when you took it, they taught abstinence and they didn't put a religious like spin on it. But it's religious, that that religious basis, that's why you're only getting an abstinence like focused program. Which the does you no I, good. The program it, that I had was not abstinence focused at all. Oh, it was, it was just no. a, a portion of it. Yeah, because okay. basically what they're saying is like, here's all the dangers of doing this. See, that's fine. I have no the emotional with that. stuff. One of the they had a video that they showed that was like this guy talking about a bunch of stuff in his uh, marriage life. And he's like, what's the one thing that I can do that tells my wife because it's a form of communication mm-hmm. that she's special from everyone else that I talk to and that I associate with and that I do things with. And it's like that's what sex is. Like that's what we do that you know defines why she's special to me. So like, there's a lot of emotions that go into this that you're not ready for. And that was what the part of our absence was like, if you want to be completely safe and you don't want to catch any diseases at all, the safest way to do it is don't have sex. Is that going to happen? See, I don't, no. have, I don't have a problem with that. And is it being a part of the teaching? But yeah. If that's but here's the, the only th- focus, yeah, you, you have to teach. And they did. Contraception. They, they you taught absolutely contraception. have to. And that's the thing that she said. Because you can go ahead and tell a kid and you can fear monger the though, shit out of them, tell them they're going to get an I STI and all that stuff. It doesn't fucking matter. I don't recall her they're talking about birth control. I don't remember if she did or not, but I know that she like explained how to put a condom on. And I know that 
Like, there was a part in there where she was like, I need you to define, like, things that you can... This was weird, actually. When we were in uh, the health class, uh, she was like, I want you guys to define, like, the most sexual thing that we have on the board versus the least one. And we, like, started having to do stuff. And, like, some of the things were, like, intercourse was one of them. The other one was uh, sexual fantasy. And, like, I had sexual fantasy misplaced or something, and I made a case for it. And she was like... You could be having a sexual fantasy right now, and I would never know. So really, you should have looked at her and winked at her and said, "Yeah, <laughs> yes, so I right. thought about it honestly. <laughs> so she was kind of hot. As but. far as the two subjects, it's obvious that abstinence is the most uh, commonly and see, that's, taught subject. I think that's my problem with in that, middle is that school. Abstinence is not really the way you should. I mean, how is that really sexual education? It's just like it's not. It's like it's just saying don't. Yeah, that's as not opposed really. to saying, look, we want you to be safe. The best way to do it is not to. But if you do, then this is the way you need this to do it. This is the it. safest way you can do it. And um, so in middle school, uh, about 75% of schools uh, teach abstinence as the most effective method to avoid pregnancy, uh, HIV, or other STDs. Which is actually true. And then in middle schools, again, as uh, methods of contraception are taught, it's about 32%. Major skew there. 75 and then 32. In high school... It gets a little bit different. They get a little bit closer, but it's still abstinence that hev- heavily outweighs it. By 87% of schools are teaching abstinence. The irony to that, and too, is most about high school students... 58% they, they of high schools that. are teaching contraception. Yeah, they look at that and they're like, that's bullshit. I'm totally having sex tonight. You know what I'm saying? Isn't that what you did in high school? Because I was like... Mm. I mean, well, here's a... Uh, I mean, when I was in grade school... I remember the sex ed class and I just remember being like utterly confused by it <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> like what, what the fuck are they talking about? And then I remember a couple of years later, like, you know, finally realizing what the hell they were talking about. Um, is that after you had sex and you're like, Oh, but I, I mean, I, I, isn't that the best sex ever when you have an epiphany in the middle of it? I think I, <laughs> The the thing that I carried the most with me as far as any of the sex ed that I got um, was more or less being safe, wearing a condom, and uh, being, I guess, very choosy about my partner. You know what I mean? So if she was like a giant slut, obviously, nah. <laughs> uh, what? Why are you shaking your head? Those are the best ones, right? Most experienced. No. I mean, girls should be looking at dudes the same way, being like, is he a giant slut? Mm, No. (laughs) Uh, Not me. You're really creepy. What? Why, dude? Isn't that kind of the double standard, though? It's like, okay, so you want to have good sex, right? So you want to have somebody that's experienced. I think any sex is pretty good. But if you have somebody experienced, that means that they've done it a lot (laughs) there is a double standard just saying it's kind of like it's like it's a double-edged sword it's like that's that's kind of why i don't really enjoy virgins very much completely different dead fish what do i want to do here well man i have a really relevant story i'll tell you guys off air i was um really why do we have to hear it off air mr ball because it's very personal Um, maybe you should tell the listeners maybe they'd like to hear it no yeah, you're kind of a douche. I was telling Eric beforehand. No, this was a. And then I'll tell you off the air. Kind of going over these numbers and stuff. And, you know, we're talking about the amount of states that actually have a sexual education program. 
where 27 states, including District of Columbia, they provide sexual education, HIV education programs. But of them, they have um, like standards that they have to meet. And I was telling Eric, of those 27, only 13 require that the instruction that's given is actually medically accurate. Wow. And, uh, uh. <laughs> and only two states prohibit that the program uh, promotes religion. California's one, totally understandable, right? The second one, Louisiana, which blows my fucking mind since they're trying to teach creationism and shit in their fucking schools. What? I know, right? It's like, it doesn't even make sense. But only two of them have that as a mandate where they can't, you know, promote <clears throat> religion within it. I, just, I thought that, that was um, interesting. That actually is really shocking that it's Louisiana. I don't know what to tell you about that. I guess it's because they're like, you know what? Let's just make sure that the kids are... Have y'all seen some Louisiana girls? I'm just saying. They're really hot. So maybe they're just like, hey, let's just let them be sluts. The whole, I don't know. I mean, I I, no I've idea. seen the ones with mm. missing teeth when I'm driving through I-20. Oh, that's hot. Mm. You don't have to worry about them nipping the head. Is that from somebody's cock just like pounding the shit out of that tooth out? No, Is it's probably from either meth, meth. or, uh, <laughs> <laughs> or, or the meant, lack meth. of dental hygiene that, that they have. I don't know. I mean, plus, th- I've been to some really sketchy fucking gas stations in Louisiana off I-20. It's kind of scary. You can say that about any sketchy gas station. Like, there was one time though. where I was about to run out of gas, and I'm like, fuck, I need to pull over. And I was like, this is some, like, small backwoods motherfucking place. I don't even know. <laughs> fucking gator heads on the walls. Everywhere. <laughs> uh, I'll put it this way. The gas station didn't have air conditioning. Like, okay. you walk in, and it's just like the the attendant, if you can call him that. that I think his name is Earl. <laughs> Uh, he's just sitting there like leaning over the counter with a fucking fan in his face. He's got like maybe like three strands of hair on the top of his head and then the rest of his hair is on the side. He's not wearing like a fucking cap that says making bacon. It has a couple of pigs fucking each other and on it. And then there's some like chick that's over in the corner fucking like reading the back of some weird ass fucking boxes of who knows what. And fucking she's missing a whole bunch of teeth. Stuff some, magazine. Like, has some Daisy Dukes, but her legs are like fucking pencils. Oh, okay. As compared to like just nothing but cellulite dripping yeah. everywhere. No, she wasn't fat. She was just really skinny and didn't look like she had had anything to eat since her last last uh, fucking puff of some meth. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Um, so uh, something that I found that uh, I mean this isn't interesting. It's pretty fucking obvious, and it definitely makes complete sense as to why you should teach sex ed and contraception. Uh, is obviously most of the states that have uh, abstinence-only policies have the highest teen pregnancies. Huh. No, Who would have thought? But like we were talking about earlier, they have the highest rates of STDs and stuff as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, when Makes you're not sense, teaching right? contraception, teaching these kids how to be safe, who are going to fuck anyway, yeah. that's what they do. Um, so the biggest... Uh, the the biggest gap is between um, Mississippi and New Hampshire. That makes sense. Can I go ahead and add? Because I saw that the most of the southern <clears throat> states were by oh, yeah, far yeah. the worst ones on this. Can I go ahead and add that uh, this is what happens when you try to eliminate human nature type things like sex and such. Like when we were talking oh, about drugs, when we were talking about drugs, it was like, you know, uh, like especially the legality of that. Like, how many problems are solved by just legalizing them? Really. How many, especially with a marijuana thing? Oh, look the, at Colorado and Washington. Shit. Yeah, the the point about the sex thing is like it's so taboo for uh, you know adults to say this to kids and to have this conversation, and certainly, 
look at what happens when you don't have that conversation. You know, and we're talking about STIs. We're not like even the pregnancy thing. Honestly, like I had a pregnancy scare when I was in high school, and I didn't even care. I was kind yeah. of excited. Until, but these these stats, but, which are from 2010, they show that Mississippi has the highest teen birth rate at 55 birth births per thousand girls, and then New Hampshire has the lowest. Which you have the stats is on how many of those were their cousins? Just under 16 <laughs> births. Per thousand girls. Sorry if anybody <laughs> listens in Mississippi. I had to take a shot. Yeah, probably one. Screw them. And they're like, ha, ha, I, mean, I totally you. understand with we that. I love you if you're listening. Well, kind of going on what Eric said, this study, um, this is from 2012. This is fucking Captain Obvious study right here. But they found that more knowledgeable, the more knowledgeable you are about sexual health and contraception, it was directly correlated with the decrease in adolescent and young adult risky sexual behavior, like having sex without barriers, which is contraception, of course, uh, increased number of sexual partners. The study also showed that teens who received comprehensive sex ed not only had lower rates of pregnancy, but waited longer to have sex, which they say is basically effectively achieving what abstinence programs are supposed to. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, well, so actually teaching sex ed- education Achieves well, the you, result that when you tell a child when you tell a child everything they need to know about that and they start realizing, dude, if I wanted to get into that, there's a lot of like responsibility and baggage and things that I have to be ready for and things that are dangerous and things that like having a child isn't dangerous, but it certainly fucking changes your life. You know what I'm saying? So like a lot of times it's like I'm like if I knew what I knew now yeah. at 19, I wouldn't have had sex. I'd have been like, you know, let's just you know fuck around and you know just not have sex and not risk that kind of stuff. Cause it's not worth it. The pregnancy thing is one thing, but I think even more scary is, you know, like I said, with the sex education, one of the things is it's not always taught in every state either that actually does sex education, but is the like HIV and the STD talk. Yeah. I think to me, that's more important than a pregnancy. I mean, I know this is going to piss some people off to say, but you can take care of a pregnancy if needed. I mean, in some states. I mean, they're trying to fucking yeah, take abortion. away illegal rights. Yeah, yeah it's, it's going to be more difficult in Texas because of all the fucking. But if you get and the pickets, but if you and get churches, yeah, and, and if, if they get their way and get rid of the barriers, exactly, it's fucking cocks. But if you get HIV or herpes, that's there's, you ain't getting rid of that. There's no right. fucking clinic to yeah. fucking go into and. Well, walk that's out what I'm saying too. Later. Is like when you know about that stuff as a child, aren't you just kind of like, dude, I'm not. Mm-mm. But I think that's one of the more important things about sexual education. Kind of. Well, I think we've also <laughs> talked about on the show before, where if, if you treat them like an adult and you tell them everything that's before them and what they could experience, they they might act differently than just saying no, you shouldn't do it. I saw this I mean, thing. I, I remember when I was a kid. If you told me no, you shouldn't do it, I'm like, why the fuck does it, they want me to do it? This my must be my something kid, fucking awesome. My kid, right now, <laughs> if I tell her not to do some like today, in fact. I was uh, the kid's four, dude. I know, but it's illustrating the point. I was like, she's sick right now. Yeah, she's got like a cold. So I was like, don't touch the strawberries because there's a bowl of strawberries on the table. And the first thing she does is she just puts her hand right on the edge of the bowl, just on the edge, just touching the edge of the bowl. And I was like, God damn it, Claire, you son of a bitch! Mm. Should we play that thing that we have? <laughs> no, but it's, we can, she, I, I have it keyed up. She, right here. she pushes her limits so far because she'll she'll basically get as close to what you told her not to do as possible. That that's a four year old. That's a little bit different. I it's mean, this not, isn't though. like like my kid's ten, and I I've told you guys this. I mean, I tell I talk to my kid like he's a fucking adult. I'm the, like the worst parent ever because I tell him everything. I mean, the kid's very advanced in his knowledge of things that he shouldn't be at his point in life. 
But like with the sexual education stuff, it's like, I understand the schools aren't teaching this and it's bullshit because it should be mandatory. All 50 States, they should have just straight up sexual. Like I said, if you want to teach abstinence as a part of it, that's fine. You can throw it in there. It's ridiculous. It doesn't make a fucking difference. Yeah. Don't have sex. Okay. No shit. That's the best way not to get pregnant or fucking get an STD. We understand that. It doesn't take a fucking rocket scientist. I think kids understand that. If I don't put my dick in something, there's a pretty good chance I'm not going to fucking pull it out with warts on it. But the thing is, it's like... That is totally hitting but the I tell, real, dude. That but, is totally next week's But thing. I tell my kid, I'm like... My kid, like I say, he's 10. He knows penis, vagina. He understands birth. I've explained all this to him. Because as a parent, I feel like it's my responsibility. Because kids at this age nowadays, I mean, we know this, when they're hitting... 10, 11, 12, they're already hearing these things and they're knowing about them. And it's like, who do you want to teach them? I mean, I, I wish the schools would teach this shit, but they don't, especially in Texas. Like we said, they don't teach it. They recommend an abstinence program, but they don't force an, a sex education in this state. You know, like they don't in many states. So it's like, I feel like it's my obligation. I need to sit down and have this talk with him. And plus, let's face it, coming from a parent, if you start talking about sex, you're like, oh yeah, it's great. You fucking do this and this and you got to wear a fucking rubber if you do it. If you tell a kid this, they're going to be like, uh, dad's telling me this. It's going to like freak him. It's probably the best way to keep him. It must doing not something. be good. And my dad thinks it's cool. <laughs> Fuck that shit. It's like I tell my son, I'm like, look, dude, when you start hitting your teenage years and you got a little girlfriend and stuff, I go, come to dad. I will hook you up with what you need because they're going to fucking do it. You know what I mean? They're going to do it if they want to. They'll find a way to sneak oh, around yeah. and do it. It's like, for sure. I, it's like drinking. It's in their nature that, that, I mean, that once those hormones start going, it's like, that's kind of the point yeah. of hum- humanity. Yeah. The uh, man, like, wouldn't you rather know though? Like, as a parent, wouldn't you rather kind of know? Hey, my kid's trying to have sex. Oh yeah, I mean, it's the same like, thing. Of, like the parents that host the little parties for their their kid and their friends, and they give them like alcohol, you know. And it's like, well, and they take their keys. Yeah, it's like nobody can leave. Everybody has to stay here. Everybody be responsible. Mm-hmm. Nobody binge drink. Yeah, but have fun. We know you're gonna fucking do it anyway. But we might as well do it as in the most controlled environment as possible and be adult about it and say, look, you know, it's not good to fucking go crazy buck wild with it and just pound beers left and right. But get loose, have a little fun. Cool. You know what's funny about uh, that? That's just completely, be that's completely illegal. Oh, I know. Isn't oh, yeah, absolutely. That's one of the oh, reasons yeah. why. I like, But the, that's the fucking safest way to do it. And yeah. anybody who's ever been through high school knows that there are fucking parties with unsupervised and... I mean, there definitely been people that have died from binge drinking and doing stupid shit and going out and driving after they've been drinking. Um, I remember uh, growing up, um, uh, I'm going to date myself a little bit, and I'm pretty sure you remember this. Do you remember a uh, movie by, uh, uh, what was it, Say Anything mm-hmm. with John Cusack? Oh, the greatness of John Cusack. Now, most people say, oh, that's a stupid 80s movie. It's dumb, whatever. But if you actually pay attention to that movie, it's actually really smart with the way that it handles things. Because they have one scene where they're at a party and it's in high school and they're all drinking. And the main character is named John Cusack. Or what the fuck is his name? But it's played by John Cusack. Don't ask me. I don't remember. But at the party, he's deemed what's called key master. Mm-hmm. And essentially what he's in charge of is taking everybody's keys and not giving them back unless they are suitable to drive. And the plot is they don't let him hook up with the gatekeeper. Otherwise, it'll open up the fucking no, thing. No, that's, that's Ghostbusters. Oh, my bad. <laughs> you're close, though. But I'm getting confused. You're close. That's that's subtle. And, I mean, it's Hollywood, like, 
pretty much saying it's okay to drink when you're a teenager. But at the same time, they're putting in that little twist of responsibility. Like, uh, do it, but yeah. if you're going to act like an adult, be an adult. Yeah, I mean, now this isn't a talk I've had with my kid yet, but when he gets a little bit older, I'll definitely have the, look, dude, if you get out, you're going to drink, you're going to hang out with your friends, you shouldn't be doing it. I'm not going to condone it, but if it happens, call me. I will yeah. come get you, I will bring you home, and I will not say a word to you. I'll, I understand it because I was there once too, man. I was that douchebag fucking high school kid once. But I mean, I don't think a lot of parents are that cool. You know what I mean? Like I'm kind of well, a, a lot of them. I'm have an asshole. Never had weird. this conversation with their kids. Like, no, no, they're, my, my they're ex, either terrified to do it, they're too religious to do it. That second part it. is a big, big, big factor hey, that comes. Eighty percent of people. If you teach Christians. them anything, they're gonna fucking do it. Is you know, it's like those are the three factors. They're too scared. They're too religious. Or they think anything that you learn, you're gonna repeat. Or a combination of all of it. Yeah, yeah. and my, I think the second one is now, a big my, one. My uh, my ex and her parents never, ever, ever talked about any of that, ever. It worked out for you. You were able to hit that shit. Yeah, yeah. Aww. Um, Thank you for bringing that up. Before um, we go. <laughs> not it. Oh, but never again, though. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, never know. I got a couple things. Just to kind of, because I know we've been going back and forth on absence and stuff. But I'm just glad to that kinda, my emotional torment is your plaything, Michael. Bitch, I just got divorced, too. It's cool. We're fucking divorce buddies. Fucking hang out. This is my first one, and it was in the most. My first one too, you endeavor. asshole. It's not like I've been married fifty times. This is my first one. It was mutual for you. I didn't want to get divorced. Man, believe me, it's it's better. So anyway, absence. I, I want to kind of go through these. These are some of the claims of what absence is supposed to do, and then the actual facts. So we can kind of go through if you guys want to throw in some stuff. Uh, one thing right off the bat, I want to point out is there's no federal funding for sex education. Mm. However. Since 1998, federal and state funds have paid $1.5 billion into absence. Fuck that. So I just want to point that out. No federal dollars have went into sexual education. That doesn't make sense, especially when you look at the stats. I mean, we just went through a lot of them. Like, it, Don't worry it about shows that. that when you... You are trying to be logical and reasonable. How Stop dare Stop that. You can't Stop have the it. federal government go against this giant grain of no, you can't teach kids to have sex. So when the first claims, of course, we've already hit on this quite a bit, is that abstinence will help um, reduce teen pregnancy. <clears throat> Bullshit, of course. They've done federally funded studies. Evaluation, they did four studies on this that show that youth enrolled in programs were no more likely, these are abstinence programs only, no more likely in these programs to delay sexual um you know, activity, activity uh, the amount of partners they're with, or abstain entirely from sex at all. It's a in studies on state level. They've done a def, bunch of different ones of this on eleven different state-based evaluations. They found that abstinence programs showed little evidence of sustained impact on attitudes or intentions. It said worse, they show some negative impacts. And this is where we go back again because youth willingness to use contraception, including condoms, or prevent sexual. That's the thing. It's like. They don't get the training for it, so then they won't use the condoms and stuff because they've already been taught the absence programs that say, well, condoms don't really prevent this, or, you know, you'll still get a girl pregnant, or you'll still get, you know, diseases. They don't stop. So they're like, then when they finally get around to like, well, I'm really horny, I want to put my wiener in a fucking girl, but condoms don't do anything, eh, fuck it, I won't use it anyway. So it's a negative effect. Then they go back to another one where it says absence-only programs are responsible for the 
you know, decline in teen pregnancy, which of course we went over the studies a second ago for that, is it the studies they've shown forty seven percent is because of contraception use. And that's just evidently they, that's parents. Did they try uh at least using with the pop method? <laughs> it doesn't say that. You know what the pop method is, Eric? Yes, I know what the pop method is. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't say that. Michael, are you aware of the pop method? Let's move on. The claim. <laughs> so, and then they also have. I That's love the this, only time I've ever prayed was <laughs> with abstinence. Is these virginity pledges that the fucking kids take? You know, mm. will help you know keep them from you know pregnancy and STD spreading and stuff and of course they've done research on that that show that that's complete bullshit that usually these pledges the kids on average will stick with them from approximately about 18 months tops you know and then after that they go fucking buck ass wild and they have more sex with more partners than well i mean what do you expect to happen when you suppress your natural urges oh I mean, my god i can't wait to I've got. I've been suppressing some urges for a while. Your <laughs> hormones are going crazy. I mean, you you're bound to do something. It, it doesn't matter what you're told. It's just. Well, I told Boggs tonight what I plan on. Just doing. natural. I, I plan on disappointing a lot of women because it's going to be awful for them for the first few times. After I We've had this talk early on, Michael. It's been a while. Uh, it's been a while for you, buddy. All I can say is the next girl I'm with, she better be very patient because she, <laughs> it's going to be terrible for the first, you know, fucking probably 10 or 12 times. After that, then hopefully I'll go into my fucking typical Eric mode where it's like after an hour, it's like, it hurts, please stop. And I'll be like, yeah, you like it now, don't you? Look at it. I've actually gotten a lot better about that, by the way. You start thinking about stuff. No, I've been your uh, perversions in your head. No, you I've been training myself. So, this motherfucker over here, I've been training myself to come quicker. I have. <laughs> it's worked out actually. I'm, I'm proud of you, Eric. That's really that's really great news. Thank you. You like find working on different positions to figure out which one helps the most. No, not necessarily. It's more it's more mental. See, with Speaking me. Speaking of positions, it's more mental. With me, I have a list for you guys. Ooh. Let me finish this. Okay. I'm going to tell you right now, this is for me. I don't know if this works for you guys, but if I want sure. to go longer, woman on top. You put a woman in control for some reason, I last a lot longer. If I get behind her, though, it's like fucking... <laughs> <laughs> it's like, bam, you know, fucking... Okay, go ahead. Go through your positions there. Are you guys ready for this? Yes. You no. want to take a guess at any of these? What are we? What are this we guessing? Is, hey, let me are tell you, you something, son. I was with a girl when I was in my twenties. We bought the Kama Sutra. We went through like the whole fucking book. So nothing on that fucking list is something I have not attempted. I guarantee it. So okay. Go okay. For it, what what is this list that you have? This is the top ten sex positions. Okay. Is for, it for a woman to orgasm on? Ooh. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm gonna have to take note. Hey, ladies, listen up. <clears throat> All right, now this list is going to go. I don't in. know the specific names of the. Positions, I know I, I so. didn't really either, so it's really hard to say. At that point, I was like, you know, this is a bad game because Eric's gonna be like, okay, it's the one where you put her over the chandelier and you like just rape her mouth like repeatedly uh, and let your ball slap against her eyes. Nobody, well, no, but it that. depends on what woman too. That's true. I'm talking about fatties. No, I'm Whoa! just saying like every woman Sorry. is different. Yeah. So <laughs> fatties. <laughs> There's like subtle things that you can do I'm that sorry. are I'm that so are different. Sorry. I'm an asshole. I really bigger am. women need love um, too, man. They have to pay though. One oh. that I've kind of always is tried and true. Um, That's really cliche. Is a woman on top, mm-hmm. right? And then you put your thumb, oh, like yeah. right at the base of your penis, so oh. her clit 
Yeah. Rubs up and down yeah. it. You just, you move the thumb with it. I've done that. That's a good method. You push them back. Oh, it's tried and true. You got to get them upright. You yes. can't, if they're leaning no, over. No, no, they have to be You up. You basically have to hold them. You no. grab their hip, push them back, and if then If they're you leaning the over trying right to hug there. you, fuck that shit. Push yeah. them up, get the thumb on the clit, let them rub up and down on that. It tried and true every it's time. Good. Every I, single woman I've been with. I'm with I'm, I'm with uh, the ginger bear on this one. This, I am too. I've, I've done that. I don't know what it's called, but that's just... I call it making a... the old staple. I'm calling right, make well, a woman come. Not, not that this that's isn't going to hit it. the highlight reel or anything, but my goal with telling you about these sex positions is that one of you cracks a boner. That's all I'm going with. I so. don't think it'll work. I'm looking at you. Eh. Oh, that's really strange if you did then. Number one. Okay. Thigh tied. Thigh tied is the first on the list. Because it's something that you can almost guarantee you've never, ever tried before. Probably. To perform it, the man lies down on his back with one leg straight along the bed. His other leg will be bent at the knee with his foot still on the bed. Uh, you, uh, she has to sit down on his lap facing away. So I guess it's like a reverse cowgirl type thing. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, while straddling the bent leg. Uh, so let's see. She's on her knees, facing his knee with the body. You can then grind on, your, on the man's lap against his thigh. The great thing is you can... Grab his knee for stability and help grind on him. So it's kind of like the thumb, but just a bigger thumb. It's my yeah, thigh. It's like, yeah, it's your thigh. Yeah, but unless she's got a real gaper, the thigh's probably no, not going to get as much friction. I think the thumb's better. I think the educational yeah. part of this is clitoral stimulation with penetration. Bam. Yeah. There you go. Number two. I think thumb technique's better. But the bodyguard is much easier to perform with your man. This is apparently talking it's to like women, this. A, a woman audience. Like you're holding them? You need both be standing upright, facing the same direction, with uh, the man positioned behind you. He'll then enter you while you hold, while holding you close to him. So I guess he's like just behind. Yes. In lots of ways, this makes the bodyguard position very similar to spooning. Uh-huh. Uh, one thing you can do to make it both fun and like a workout is stand on your toes while he is thrusting into you. This is like yes. a shower. This is shower sex. This is Yeah, yeah. That's shower sex. Yeah, that's what that the is. The bodyguard. Without just the water. Sex. Yeah. Without the water. Which okay. I don't know about you guys, but I never really cared for shower sex as much. Dude, in the morning, that's fucking awesome. It's a great way to start the day. I never had that. And it's only did, great if the woman's it. the same height as it's you. If a, she's a lot lower than you, you got to bend down, and it fucking really hurts your thighs after a little bit. Dude, no, it's a great way to start the day. <laughs> Number shit. three, the okay. washing machine. Many On adore top the, of the washing machine? Many adore the washing machine sex <laughs> position because it can lead to some really powerful orgasms. To get into position, you will ideally need a washing machine. Duh. <laughs> yeah. Or a dishwasher. Yeah, we all know this. What if you have neither? Then a table will do just fine. All you need to do is lean over it while your man is standing behind you. So this is basically a doggy style the, position. Standing up. Yeah. Okay. Number four, leapfrog. Anybody in the leapfrog? I don't know. Explain it to me. Yes. So far, I'm, I think I'm all, on everyone you've done so far, but the thigh, I just did the thumb instead of the thigh. Sure, sure, sure. I decided to include the leapfrog position instead of regular doggy style in the list of top 10. I know the leapfrog. Eric has apparently done this before because it simply gets a lot of positive reactions from the people who try it. To perform the leapfrog position, you just need to get into the normal doggy style position. Mm-hmm. Uh, with your man where you are on your hands and knees on the bed and your man is on his knees behind you. So let's see. However, you're going to make one important change. Here we go. Instead of using your hands and arms to keep you upright, you are going to be resting your chest and head on the bed. Oh, yeah. With your ass just like up in the air. Yeah, that's good. The added you benefit didn't of this finish is the sentence, arms- by the way, sorry. you asshole. Sorry, my bad. I just started thinking about lots of things. <clears throat> Instead of using your hands and arms to keep you upright, you are going to be resting your chest and head on the bed while sticking your ass and waist high into the air. Mm-hmm. 
So that's the leapfrog. Everybody's been the leapfrog, right? Yeah. Yeah, that shit's incredible. That's really the only way to do it, doggy style, really. I would think so. I mean, nah. if they're trying to stay up on all fours, it makes it too fucking hard. Because then you got to grab waist a lot. The other way, you can just put your hand on their fucking. No, see, once small again, of the back. it goes down to the woman. Because I, I had one girl who, I mean, when we were in doggy style, she liked to be upright because then I dug into her hips and that like got her off for whatever reason. Well, see, going back to the thumb method, if they're leaning over, you can lean over more with them and you can reach around and you can fucking play at the clit you can't do that if they're upright it's too fucking difficult i mean to get fucking motion going but if you're it doesn't matter you know what i'm saying <laughs> I, I know you're what you're saying. you know what I'm you know the thing about. is though honestly i like it better when she does it when she plays with her clit when she does it herself now yeah. see, she could do that more if she's up on all well there's a lot of emotions that, that run through see when yeah, I, when I, happens for me. I guess i'm just too much of a gentleman because i think that i need to pleasure her not yeah. I have. I, I'll talk Whatever. to you guys about off air why I like it the other way. Sorry. Oh my! Why you like it? <clears throat> just, just me. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you in a second. Anyway, <laughs> turtle leaning down. The turtle is another awesome version of doggy style that should be on everyone's top ten list of sex positions. Getting set up for the turtle position is easy and similar to the leapfrog. You will start on your hands and knees with your hand on his knees behind you. You will then put your arms backwards around your uh, around your the back. Okay, this is an awful what? article. Around the back of your thighs and pull yourself close to your legs. In this way, you'll be making a turtle shape with your body. Okay, so basically, it's, it's so the she's same just thing. reaching she's just, around. She's reaching. She's, yeah. she's just slapping you on the ass. Fucking and, face just dug into the fucking bed. Then yeah. So she's well, got like nothing. Turtle, you just hide your little head. I don't no. know. I don't. I mean, think, if she's already gonna reach around, she might as well tickle the balls a little bit. Just saying. I do like that. Actually. I don't. I don't like. Touching my nuts. Stay the fuck away from my nuts, dude. dude I mean, I, I, saw, I don't care if you give me head like, or anything. Leave the no, balls you don't alone. Fucking, you don't squeeze the shit out of them. It's oh, just a little bit of... Dude, I don't want... The fondling I can have. Yeah. I, I don't want to touch. I saw a porn once where the actress was just like slapping him in the nuts. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck no, is wrong with that you? That bitch would get punched so fucking fast. <laughs> I don't... Don't touch my balls. I don't give a fuck, oh. man. I'm not into <laughs> it. Not my thing. Number Ladies, six. remember that. The acrobat. Don't touch my balls. If you want your man to hit the G spot, here we go, gentlemen. Then you're going to want to try the acrobat position and add it to your top 10 sex position list. I don't know why she keeps saying top 10. Shut up, lady. To get set up in the acrobat sex position, your man first needs to lie down on his back. So he's on his back. You then need to stand over him with a foot on either side of his waist and facing towards his feet. So you're, you're facing away from him. Got it. Then kneel down and let him enter you as you sit in his lap. Finally, lean backwards and try arching your back a bit. I don't know. I'm trying this. You need to do a little experimentation to see exactly how much you need to arch yourself for maximum pleasure. So apparently that position is called the acrobat. Isn't that just reverse cowgirl? Mm, not necessarily. Mm, I mean, it kind of, it's I hard can. to picture some of these. Because reverse cowgirl assumes that she's going to be leaning over instead of leaning back. Okay, I got gotcha. you. And kind of bouncing honestly i don't it, like that one work. as much as what you just said i like the reverse character where she's leaning forward well that's not honestly for the stimulating visuals. for her all right especially for somebody who's not going mm, to uh stimulate I, the clip. I, was, I thought she was so. pretty happy with it but maybe i was wrong <laughs> number seven <clears throat> i don't know how the fuck this made it this far down the list but spooning no top 10 list of sex positions would be complete without including spooning on it i disagree oh it's simple to do, and it's incredibly intimate. I can see that, actually. To it spoon is. your man, all you need to do is lie beside each other on your sides facing the same direction. Your man will be behind you and enter you. Okay, hold on. How is he simultaneously... Facing the same direction? Same yeah. direction and behind you're you. Like you're both facing Where the, the same direction. Where the hell did you get this? 
Oh, I see. You're both facing the you're same both, direction. Yeah, I you're both. That's oh. spooning. Oh, facing the. S- yeah. Yeah. You'll find that you're spooning not facing is great each for other. intimate and sex- sensual sex with your man, but it's not particularly good for super fast, rigorous sex. Nah, it's no. good for nice and well, slow. If you lift her, if you lift the fucking be. leg up, you hold the leg up. You can fucking pound it out, man. That's true. But if you're that, having no, down, you just have to have. Uh, you know, you you kind of have to do like uh, like you're doing the worm on the floor. <laughs> I don't know. I've never tried it like that. I I have, and she liked it, so hey, whatever. That's a morning sex Number day. eight. That's morning sex. I want you guys to try to guess what this is. G-Spot Sniper. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? No, I definitely don't know this. I don't know if it sounds awesome. Try to guess, Michael. Fucking G-Spot. I fucking find out, man. Sniper. The G-Spot is Sniper that- is great for, you guessed it, hitting your G-Spot. To perform it, your man will be on his knees facing you okay. while you are on your back with your feet pointing towards the ceiling. He will then grab your thighs with his hand and pull your legs upwards. Okay, so basically it's missionary, but you pull him up. No, 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 because you're on your knees. You're sitting up. It's like you're in almost in doggy style position. But no, she's but they're, still but laying they're, they're on their back with her legs up. And her legs are up. Uh, yeah, I do this up. all the time, but hold, hold I don't on, do it like on, that. I don't on. lift them. I put the legs taking like on my bone, shoulders. Taking your ass and the lower back off the bed. Okay. So yeah, I, I know you're it's talking missionary, about. Yeah. but you lift them up. So you're not laying over them. You're up and you're lifting them. And this their is the most graphic up. show we've done in a while. <laughs> no. The logistics are just incredible on this show. I've done that. I haven't gotten when much he, fanfare from Not lifting up this the is, legs, this but this is for her, not for you. I think it's No, that's what I'm saying. I haven't gotten much fanfare from the oh, I think that works. I think that works pretty good. When he thrusts in this position, he will be putting a lot of pressure on your G spot. To get it just right, though, you need to communicate with him to let him know exactly what position feels best. That's true. See, Any maybe that's what it is. Shit. Yeah, because it just depends on if, if you're putting yeah. the legs up. Or Eric just needs your feedback so he can fuck you right. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Damn it, that's making my highlight real. Number See, nine. once again, it depends on the woman because I... That's always th- going to be true. There was another woman who, like... Because I, I don't always ask, but, you know, like, if I know... I, if I can tell that I'm stimulating them, then I keep on doing whatever. But if, like, I'm trying a couple things and nothing really seems to work, then I'll kind of be like, hey, what do you like? But I had one girl who just, like, instantly turned off. The instant I was like, what do you like? She's like, brown, done. Like, are you fucking serious? She's like, you shouldn't have to ask. I'm like, yeah, fuck you, you bitch. Yeah, because every woman like, is exactly me? the same. Like, you I'm sorry. Just know. I'm not, no, I'm not a fucking mastermind. Tell me what the fuck you want. I'll fucking do it. Don't fucking give me that bullshit about, oh, That's true. you had to ask. You're not an expert. Number me. nine. <laughs> the anvil. If you enjoy rough pounding sex with yeah, your I man, know the anvil. then you need to put the yes. anvil on your list. To get set up in the anvil, you need to lie on your back with your legs in the air. And wave them like you just don't care. And wave them like you just don't motherfucking... Okay, so you're... Is this the woman or the guy? (laughs) ...will be kneeling and will then enter you. Next, he needs to start leaning over you. To do this, will push your legs further and further backwards, creating a feeling of pressure where you're... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Feel like, I feel like I'm 13. I completely don't know what you're saying right now. You don't know what he's talking about? What no. the fuck? You, no, it's it's like missionary, but her legs are like on your shoulders. Okay, yeah. so that's what I was saying earlier. Like yeah, when you're like you're leaning them over. G-spot missionary, thing. but okay. yeah, her legs are on your shoulders. And you're just like... Yeah, push further, further back. Oh, yeah. You're under pressure where your man is That's what I was saying. I like that Perfect one. if you enjoy feeling dominated. Which, oh, yeah. by the way, I don't know if we uh, really wanted to talk about this too much, but you feel like most of the sexual things that men like 
are basically put them in powerful positions. Yeah, but that's what it's I, all about dominating. That's your, what I was saying, dude. Like if I, if I want to go longer. If the woman gets on top, I can go a lot longer. If I because you don't feel like you're dominating anymore, and I don't it's know not quite it, as hot. Maybe, maybe subconsciously, I never thought about it like that. But I guess you know, when you think about it subconsciously, that's probably it. Because when I'm behind well, like, why, and I'm pounding away, it's why like, do people? Bam. Why do people get off to porn that's like extreme and like like oh. the extreme gangbangs? Like oh. the extreme. You guys don't want to know what I watch. Oh, we know all about your fucking oh. horse donkey shit. It is extreme. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that part I can't really. I guess it's still dominating because you're making them do some really unpleasant things. But yeah, it's Bukowski it number them. ten on there. Speaking of, no, right. number, number ten, hang loose. The last uh, is hang loose. The position is very similar to missionary, but with a few differences. You'll position yourself so that your head is hanging over the side of the bed while you're having sex. That's that's the worst huh? number ten ever. It's not the craziest position. So you in the get world. fucking whiplash. I guess that part's kind of cool. I guess I don't know. That was the worst end of that ever. Yeah, fuck that shit. This okay. list sucks. So before we wrap up, <laughs> uh, they didn't even I'm, talk about anal sex. I'm pretty sure Boggs can't attribute to it. Boggs uh, for it. But anal. what? Uh, what's the weirdest like chick that you've ever been with? Like as far as like what she wanted. Uh, well, the, what I was saying about the one we got the Kama Sutra book, she was a little bit kinkier in that. I, she wanted to push the boundaries and do more like public stuff and things like that. And I, I wasn't real comfortable with that because I have little penis and I don't want to show it off in front of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you Bogs. know. Bogs. Anything really weird? Honestly, the public thing, I can't talk about this. Oh. Okay, fine. I'll yeah, talk I was going to say, mine's talk. way in the past, so I, can't I can talk say about something. This. The weirdest I ever had was uh, a chick who... She seriously got off by me ramming the shit out of my dick into her throat. She didn't have a gag reflex or anything? Nope. But I'm serious. Like, if I rammed the shit, I mean, like, hard, very, very hard, she would just, like, knees would collapse. She'd fucking fall on the ground, just, like, shake like crazy and have massive orgasms. Start speaking in tongues. (laughs) Pretty much. It was the weirdest fucking thing. I remember the first time she was like, she was giving me a blowjob. She's like, just ram it in. I'm like, what the, what, huh? She's like, no, just ram it in. I'm like, you know, doing it soft because I'm like afraid. And she's like, no, ram it in. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then she went and did some violent fucking exorcism convulsion. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Did you, did you look pleaser? at your dick like it was a knife? It freaked me the fuck out. I, I didn't know what to make of it. I mean, it was... I mean, you it was kind of fucking awesome, cut. but <laughs> it's fucking weird. That's that's definitely the weirdest. Do you ever think of sex as a scoreboard with you? No. Aww. Never. Me either. <laughs> to me, it's a a great recreational thing to get relief from stress. Yeah, I wouldn't know anything about that. Just let it all build up until and one of these just, days I go shoot up someplace. It's just something fun that adults can do together and... Uh, I need an adult friend. <laughs> like I don't know. Okay. I just I guess I just have a different view of it. I mean, yeah. I mean, when you're in a relationship, it's a nice intimate thing. But beyond that, I think it's more of just it's something that everybody needs for the most part. There, there's very few individuals who don't crave it. So it's something that you can share with somebody else that can be a great experience. 
beyond like your typical fucking just talking or drinking together or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm not that so, casual with it. I mean, I do kind of. I mean, I'm not like loosey goosey, with- like fucking just banging anything that comes my way, but. I look more like like I like the, yeah no. <laughs> I mean you kind of are to be honest with you, but son of a bitch over. What I mean, I like to actually be with somebody like be with them to but be. But you with don't them, have you know? to to share it. That's, no, that's no, no, the no, great know, thing about it. Is I know. it's a, for me personally. You know, I, I feel it's better. It's fucking fun. What can it I is say? Definitely fun. I've tried the one nighter thing a couple times, and I had, I'm not even saying one nighter. I had the I hooker dalliances when I was overseas. I don't have one nighters. I know what you're saying, though, Eric. The people that I sleep with, I know. And most of them I still freaking hang out with. And, like, yeah, we may not be banging anymore, but we're friends. Okay, let me let me rephrase uh, that. I tried that before. Let me take I'm off the one-nighter thing and put it to, like, just having a sex buddy, so to speak. That's a little... To me, that it's, it's a little bit harder. I don't know. I feel like I kind of need to be with the person to be with the person. I mean, that's a personal thing for me, though. Everybody's different. Boggs has a personal actually, relationship with his hand, and <laughs> I have no relationship right now. I actually have to. Uh, I kind of like both of your points, though, because I like. It's kind of cool when your relationship grows. Like you start out as just, eh, let's just have fun, and if sex is involved, sex is involved, and then it gets more intimate, and then it gets more intimate, and then pretty soon, you know. Yeah, what I'm saying? I mean, like, uh, some things work out, some things don't. Yeah, I've I've definitely tarnished some relationships be because of that, but. I mean, a lot of that comes down to they couldn't handle a casual thing like that, right? I I have had that where it's like they wanted more. And you're like, it wasn't eh, necessarily like a strict agreement, but oh, it was fuck. it was <laughs> just like destroyed my microphone. Like Sorry. a hey, you're lonely, I'm lonely, let's bang, and then they get attached, and it's like, well, you know, this this wasn't part of the deal, <laughs> right? Uh, women they're so silly apparently so well and, and it's, <laughs> hold on it's worked vice versa it's worked where it started out that way and then i've gotten attached and then they're like whoa this wasn't part of the deal <laughs> and then i've gotten crushed so it, it works both ways but i mean beyond all that like excess baggage bullshit like it, it can just be a fun recreational thing that people do together so hey girls if you want to have some recreational fun <laughs> Me, it's not like up. I plowed through like 150 <laughs> chicks. Like I, I'm not. I'm, I am very, very cautious and selective. I just want to point this out. And on Eric's bed, he has notches in his bed post, and there's about uh, there's so many I can't even count that high anymore. So I don't know what those I, are about. I, Eric's no. biggest flaw is he didn't do the little cross through. <laughs> yeah, you know it saying? makes it really I, hard. To it makes it really count. hard to count all that shit. You can't just do it by fives. I don't if I could fucking dick. have notches. I don't <laughs> care about he that. He's like, I don't even have a bedpost. I know. <laughs> Sexual exploits are not something to be fucking proud of. We talking about bed. Anybody can have sex. It's not to be proud of at all. It's true. I'm not proud of the things I've well, done. <laughs> not anybody, but almost anybody. I anyway. don't have I just want to point out to the ladies out there, I'm very clean. I don't have any STD. <laughs> Neither do I. I've been checked. <laughs> What's up, girls? Actually, about six months ago. Intelsafers at gmail.com. Just put my name in the subject line. Anyway, this show has gone on way, way too fucking long. So let's plug a little bit. We'll do a little plug. That's no, what this show's no, all about, No, no right? more shit. I do have one more thing I want to go out on. This all is right. just the very final, final note, because we're going to put the cap on the fact that abstinence is bullshit, and we've True. put out enough. Report they did, 13 um, most commonly... Uh, the curriculum and stuff, like I said, that they use in the schools and stuff. And this is something I pointed out earlier. 
uh, 11 of them used by 69 organizations in 25 states contain unproven assertions uh, or conclusions that or outright falsehoods. This is what I was saying. The bad thing about abstinence is they don't put, you know, fucking, you don't have to be accurate in your medical information. So this is in 25 states. These courses are being taught. And this is some of the shit that they're teaching the kids. It's bullshit. For instance, they're teaching them that, um, when life began, you know, like about gender traits, life, when life begins and stuff, you know, with children and stuff. God damn it. <laughs> Why are you picking up big guitars? I yeah, need to plug in, he, you son of a bitch. Now he wants to fucking play. I fucking hate you. All right. So among the distor- distortions that are taught, this is a government reform committee did this survey. Um, they say that 43-day-old fetuses are thinking persons. Incorrect. <clears throat> HIV can be spread via sweat and tears. Major. <clears throat> Think about what year this is, for Christ's sake. And this is being taught in 25 fucking different states. Condoms fail to prevent HIV transmission as often as 31% of the time in heterosexual intercourse. Women who have an abortion are more prone to suicide. And as many as 10% of women who have abortions become sterile. Oh, jeez. Fucking idiots, man. That's the thing about it. It's like, not only... They don't this, use hard science at all. They yeah, just not fucking only make shit up. Is abstinence not doing the job it's... It's supposed to be doing, but they teach all these falsehoods, which all they do is turn kids off from. It's like, like I said, oh, condoms don't help. You can still get fucking AIDS. You're still gonna fucking get pregnant. So why should I even use it? And uh, like I said, the majority of people they've done they've done surveys on this, and we were talking between seventy to ninety percent of Americans say sex education, HIV education, STD education, contraception education should be taught in schools. Absolutely. The lowest level of the percentages that say these things are 71% from the surveys that they did. And these are government surveys. These aren't just fucking some wacko fucking right wing or left wing group. So, All right, folks. This was uh, definitely a prelude to our uh, Valentine's Day Spectacular, <laughs> hey, which is coming out next Send us week. emails. Tell we us what your favorite position gonna is. We are going to be having some wonderful songs. Boggs is going to fucking play. Oh, my God. Um, and I pre-recorded mine, so I can't yeah, fuck them up too Michael bad. has a couple of uh, songs <laughs> that we're going to throw up there. I've, I've sworn that I'm not going to listen to them pre, so everything that's going to be recorded, you're going to hear my actual reaction to it. Oh, my God. Um, let's see. Definitely check out our friends at the uh, Digital Frustrations. Uh, yep. If you've listened to a couple of recent podcasts, you've probably heard Andrew. That motherfucker. Um, and you'll probably hear him uh, in every episode from here on because I believe he did a little opener oh, thing yes. for us. New opener. We had a request for a new opener, um, and they're going to get it. We do have uh, a few interviews that are going to be lined up. Uh, hopefully, there's a couple other people that we can get in. Fingers so um, this is the year of the interview as far as our <laughs> podcast goes. We are going to try and like hammer this fucking shit home and get some legitimate shit. Um Let's see. Definitely check us out at podbean.com, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, uh, pretty much fucking everywhere. Run everything. Tune in, Just radio scatter. Google digital frustration or pff, digital frustration. Do them too. Uh, <laughs> intellectual saviors and you'll find us. Um, make sure to like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at the Intel Saviors. Um, I'm tired of fucking plugging the titty pics because it's just not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, Thanks but, a lot, women. If you have something you want to plug or you're part of the community and you are a big name, definitely email us. Uh, It doesn't have to be a big name. Intelsaviors at gmail.com. And we can uh, get an interview together. Blog, band, author, anything you got, touch bases with us if we like it. We'll have you on the show. We don't give a fuck. Um, I mean, really, we don't give a fuck. Other than that, hope you enjoyed the show.
as lengthy as it fucking was. Hope you enjoy Boggs' guitar playing that you can't hear because he's yeah. not plugged in. Dick. What a fucking cunt. <sighs> You'll get plenty of it next week. Yes. All right, folks. 